Amber records normal though, so uh, it's fine. Hello. It's fine. Hello. I'm Lauren. It's Bridget and Lauren. And this we have a friend on. It's Hunter. Hi everybody. Whoa. Crazy. I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm happy to be here. I'm I uh just want to say thank you for letting me of all people be your first guest. Someone that has no social standing people. whatsoever. Uh, hey, we don't look, either. Stop. We have nine listeners, maybe. Maybe. Do you? Nine. Uh, well, one I'm of one of them. We have, so there you go. Well, well, one is also me because okay. I tech check. So we found so we found three of the nine <laughs> listeners. The other six. We're here on this podcast. We all have something in common now. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. We all listen oh, to we this love it. <laughs> I skipped through it because I just needed to make sure it uploaded correctly. Mm. After the one time I didn't upload it correctly, and it's just an entire hour and a half video of Lord's face, uh, and I'm like, as I watched it. So it's sorry. awful. <laughs> I hate it. I'm so sorry. I forgot to hit split screen. As a as a former podcaster, I know, and and the one who did the bulk <laughs> of the editing, uh, I know the struggles of of putting this together. So, um, look as much as you all are doing, it's uh, it's all good. You... I just am so tired of hearing my own voice. Uh, <laughs> it's like yeah, oh, it gets that way. It's the worst. It's it. the worst. And I oh, oh my gosh, I hate it. I'm like I always sound stuffy. Like I know I have allergies, but I always sound stuffy. So that's my current pet. I don't well, think you sound stuffy, but I hear you all the time. So I don't think you do either. I, I think it's I do. Um, it's fine. Agree I agree to disagree. <laughs> well, Hunter, do you remember how we met? Uh yeah, I do. So like of course we knew each other uh, you know through work before this, but uh it is a memory I think fondly of. I was um I was going through a pretty massive breakup and in and what, what year was this? 2016. 2016? Wait, I know about this breakup. Why do I know about this breakup? You, you probably we know have about a mutual friend. We'll skip that. For yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll get over so, it. <laughs> uh, so, so we're uh, so I'm I I'm going. I like I think in all my breakups, I end up doing this thing where I dive boom head first into like the things that I love. So my Star Wars love was more fervent than ever. I was so excited about the release of. Uh, that was just before The Last Jedi? Is that right? Mm, 2016? No, we were a year away from Last Jedi. We were a full year away. Because 2017 was Last Jedi, 2019 was you're right, The Rise you're right. of Skywalker. You're right. This is, a, so, this is a pop quiz, by the way. But, this is a trap but it to was, see if you remember. I'm gonna fail. Because uh, I know. <laughs> yes. So, but I remember, um, I, the first time I remember, like, really hanging out with you, uh, was during um, the the Carrie Fisher Memorial Ugh. that we had. Um, that was rough. W- and uh, that was like, I feel like that was the day that our friendship solidified uh, in a way. <laughs> yeah, because like, I was standing on a bar stool outside trying to make a speech and choked up, but I just felt this lovely hand because you were spotting me because this bar stool was horrible. Mm-hmm. And you had your hand on my calf, and then I just felt like a little, little pat. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, all of my, like, Star Wars memories around that set, because I remember being at the Draft House when I found out that Carrie Fisher had passed away. I remember Ugh. being at the Draft House when I found out that Debbie Reynolds had passed away. Like, it was just, I was spending all my time at work, and so, um, like, and you were there a lot, of course, because you were in the office, like, right next to there. So we, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it, that's, I think, our our friendship, we would have been friends, but our friendship is specifically forged in the fires 
of Star Wars Mustafar. with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first time we ever met, it was I was still in training of being a new creative manager. It was in 2016. Okay. And it was a May the 4th screening. It was Spaceballs, because obviously we couldn't look Star Wars. And you were hosting Spaceballs. I introduced myself to you. I tripped and almost ate it. And then Scott was like, that's embarrassing. And I had a huge crush on you. And so Scott was just like, you good? I was like, we need to leave. We need to leave. <laughs> oh, and my so- God. That's the first time I met you because that's the way I took a picture of Gabe at work, and it's still Gabe's profile picture. Yeah, you, from you hosting Spaceballs, and I was like, "That guy's cute." And Scott went to introduce us. I tripped and almost like ate it, and you're like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm the new creative manager. Goodbye." Oh my god! Well, okay. The first look, time we met. So one take comfort in the fact that I did not remember you tripping. It, it's, <laughs> it's water off a duck's back. That's um, great. That's incredible. Wow. I love hearing stories like that because I never remember the first time I meet people. I just remember like, oh, this was the solidifying experience, clearly. Yeah, that was the solidifying experience. Because I sure. know and- that we knew we were like working together a bunch before the Yeah, because you would host at Westlakes all the time. And so I would always be there hanging out with Paris. Right. And then and so you, I'd always see you there. That was the reason you asked me to come to the Carrie Fisher Memorial because you were like, oh, He's a big Star Wars fan too. We should like, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and I was and just there for I, th- I remember we also went and saw Sausage Party together. Oh, and I never wanted to. S- I lied to you that night, so there's a confession. Because <laughs> this is also there's so many confessions happening. Gotta this save it for a podcast. Yeah, that's it. This is it. <laughs> I'm here for this it. Is the, this is the tea. Lord's literally sipping the tea. Uh, Please continue. I am. I <laughs> watched Sausage Party that like Friday or Thursday it premiered because I was checking it out for work because we had done so much promo. Mm-hmm. I was taking photos. And I went to Westlakes for something and I still had a crush on you. And you you were like, hey, you want to come see Sausage Party with me tonight? I just watched it. And I was like, I never want to watch that movie again. And so I did. Oh no! I watched that movie twice in one night. It's the only time I've ever seen that movie. I don't feel, feel so guilty. guilty. I'm the one who told you. Bridget, yes. we're now no, we're but we're better friends now because now I, I know you, you did that. For I saw me. Sausage Party. <laughs> and that, I mean, yeah. Movie is historic. It is what it is. But I never wanted to watch it twice in one night. That I was led to believe. That that movie would be, be a much more important movie than it, and it is all but disappeared. That movie does how, not exist. How could that movie ever be important? That's just a question. I did. I'm just saying, like, last week, but I, I'm good. We okay. made the big, the company that we worked for made the biggest deal out of that movie, and so I was like, man, we're watching something <laughs> that's going to be like a real cultural cult hit. Nobody no. talks about that. They said the same thing Nobody. about the interview. <laughs> yeah, that, and was, that rough. was absolute garbage too. I remember my dad being like, "You can't go to work today. You're gonna be bombed and killed." My favorite like, was that it said fine, above I San promise. Antonio. It was like New Braunfels was on the hit list. And I was like, "What are we known?" I for? know. <laughs> oh, also with the, all of your all of your sweet Carrie Fisher moments, I would like to say that I hosted the uh, memorial at uh, New Braunfels. And I had not seen Star Wars at this wow. point, but I was the only one available and I was forced to do it. And the people I there did you. not think I did that very well. So I just let one of them take over for me. I was like, you know what? You have a lot to say. 
Why don't you step up? But does that sum up New Braunfels or what? (sighs) Like they think they're better and they did it. It's like, all right. At that point, I was just like, you know what? I've been here for 20 hours and you can do whatever you want. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, Hosting. It's a, it's a gig. (sighs) It's It's a gig. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's fun. It's a lot. Hey, y'all want to host Elf? No, just kidding. I am making you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Hunter has just left the chat. Okay. okay, so Star Wars aside, Star Wars aside, since we are an anime podcast, I know that you haven't, we just talked, you haven't seen a lot yeah. of anime, but I would so, like to know your first anime and your favorite anime. I need both okay. of those. This is great. So, um, so uh, I told Lauren before we started recording that she's sort of uh, sandwiched in between two Star Wars nerds that are, don't know anime very well. Um, and, um, (laughs) look, so yes, please look, I, I have a cousin, a dear friend of Bridget's, uh, my, my cousin, my big brother is like a giant, is a giant weeb, uh, and has taught me most of what I know about anime up to this point. Is this this my secret best friend, Mike, who doesn't know that we're best friends yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is Michael. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I've just, I've, I've found my anime friends amidst, but when I was a kid, I, I remember my first anime memory really is Pokemon. Like, I was a big Pokemon kid, and then I was a giant Yu-Gi-Oh! kid after that. Um, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh! I was, was that nerd that had, like, the full-on arm thing that, like, My parents out. wouldn't buy that for me. I wanted it so bad. And it the was problem so was, I was so addicted to buying packs of cards that I would never save enough money to have the arm thing. No! I wanted more cards! No. <laughs> What was it called? Is it a card dex? Is it a I don't, fudge? I don't, I don't know. remember. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, at was this a point, world I don't away. Remember. So I just remember people went to the yeah. shadow realm. That's yeah. all I got. Otherwise, White Dragon <laughs> can't lose. Um, that was so good. Thank you. So I yeah, so I, I would say like if you're asking for first, I mean, because I remember being like, I remember asking, I think it was my dad, like, Dad, why don't they articulate their words? in the animation and he was like well this is a japanese style of animation called anime and that was the first time i remember hearing the word anime and it was Good about dad. pokemon so uh my dad is not an anime guy i don't know how he knew that but uh, he's I guess, very well he's in otaku he's very well cultured I, I there we suppose go so. you did it you used otaku do I get um, like a word of the day star yeah. sticker that's what bum, i want bum Thanks. bum bum yeah, yeah you, know. you get a- so there you go. Uh, that was that was my first uh, experience with anime, and then um, uh, I grew up in the heyday of anime, and would watch, would like go over and watch like Samurai Champloo or like uh, or like Bleach. Um, I remember watching that when I would like spend the night at Mike's. Um, but it was not until I got a little older. And um, I think I was going through shit again, and I and I got in touch with Mike, and he was like, "Come over, I have something to something for you to borrow." And he gives me his um, his Cowboy Bebop DVDs, his full collection of Cowboy Bebop on DVD, and then the movie, which I still have not watched because I've been told that it's going to break my heart. I've never seen um, the movie either. I I don't think I need to. I I, I I'm good. Like um, I liked the show so much. I don't need the movie. Sure. Uh, and so I would, uh, honestly, I think I'm obsessed with Cowboy Bebop in a way that it has been hard for me to watch other anime. Like I get, I'm, and 
complete thoughts, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I just get I get so caught up in like <laughs> how that show blends genres um, in a way that I is would... familiar to me. That yeah, it, that it uh, that I I it's it just so it's it's so specific to like my taste that like I watched it and I was like, how can I love anything more than this? And it just has so, not been true for anything else. But I'm gonna recommend an anime to you. I'll please, please. But, well, go ahead. So <laughs> I have watched other anime since then, mm -hmm. um, and have enjoyed a lot of other anime since then. What have I like? Um, I got sh I've watched all of Blue Exorcist, uh, oh. which is fun and cute. Super cute. I've watched all of Assassination Classroom. Oh, I've I haven't watched... watched that one yet. It's fun. It's really fun. And I start like the other day. Uh, I, I'm really bad at starting anime and going, I really like this, and then never finishing it. Um, we were just talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, which I'm like, I'm like so convinced that I need to stick with because I I know I'm going to love it. You do. Um, and I it, just the other like, day. Like literally the next episode, you're going to be hooked. Like, hell so yeah. Just keep going, man. It's great. Um, and then the other day I started like Dead Man Wonderland, which I've heard Ooh, I will excellent. like a lot. You will. It's very we'll weird sci-fi. But okay, so I have one I, I need Please. you to watch. I think this is going to be the one to just push you forward. Um, it's called Eureka 7. Okay? Okay. It's a Gundam-style mecha anime. Right. But it's very Avatar. Not not The Last Airbender, like Avatar the movie. Why? How James Cameron. How did in my history of anime I not bring up Avatar The Last Airbender? One of the I great inspirations of my life. Yeah. Uh, Avatar rules. But, oh, uh, yeah, wait, if that counts as anime, I have watched all of that and Korra. There you go. That's, that's, an, that's a fourth. <gasps> you haven't seen it's Korra? So good. I like Korra. It's so good. I like Korra more than Avatar, which I know is a I is a too. hot take. People fight me. Yeah, no, I've heard. Time. I've heard people say that the little bit of Korra that I've seen, it seems like it's much um, grittier and it's like dealing with a lot more adult themes. Like the show, it's oh dark. yeah, Wait, because <laughs> the show. Like I remember, I grew up with Avatar. I was there for all three books. Watched all of them live, like I was obsessed with it, and so it's nice to know that, like, when they went, when they came back, that they were sort of growing up with the people that that. Well, it gets you gets you right in the feels. I started watching Cora mm -hmm. live in college, and so I had this like make a Nick Junior account when they took it off air for that last season yeah. because it got so dark. But it was good, like totally, like it was things that I thought were amazing. Like if you're in a war, these are the things you're gonna deal with. And yeah. me sitting there on Nick Junior is like what a little commercials watch Blues Clues, and I'm like, come on, get back to the fighting. Skip that. Skip that. Skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Korra though. I know that people yeah. fight so much on that, but Korra, I because it, I mean, it, it just it's better, it's but dark. it also just builds. Because I mean, like you said, it's, it's just, the same characters. It's more so realistic, good. and the I feel like it it gives you characters with actual faults. Like I yeah. know Avatar had characters with faults, but these are like real real people. I wanted to say a bad word, but I didn't. Aren't you? Look proud at you! Of me? It I saves me some editing. You're welcome. I edit. Uh, I edit, so we don't have to put explicit on our podcast. We can get more people. I edit out our curse words, but I. That's good to know. I should have asked ahead of time. I have a filthy but, mouth, so. But the best part is, time. our first episode is awful. <laughs> I My remember. Bad. I did listen to the first episode, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it's that kind of pod." Which, like, those are the kind of podcasts I listen to. But <laughs> me too. 
my mom texted language very Captain America style. And I was like, I so know. So you were like, all right. I didn't right. know she was listening when we Put recorded up the fences. that. Yeah. But it's it, Bridget's fault. That's it's what I've gotten. Better for marketing. <laughs> it's better for marketing if I bleep it out. But I found out like the normal bleep is kind of like copyrighted, and I couldn't find it like a copyright free bleep. You know what you should do. You know. So I have do? a dog barking. At, like oh, when Lauren versus it just goes. Woof. I was gonna say <laughs> you works. should. You should. You should like um, next time you bleep stuff like grab samples of like anime yells. Like, like, dude, screaming, yeah. Yeah. And then I said, and then I said, copyright. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you Maybe. can find <laughs> copyright-free anime yells. That's got to be somewhere. Oh, right? Once we make we'll anime use... voice actor friends, we'll. Have I'll them do them. For I'll us. do them. I'll get in the studio and I'll do some like, yes! like that, and then you can no. use those as your bleeps. <laughs> All the listeners right now are like pulling out their headphones. Yeah, no, they I, love it. I definitely <laughs> got the red there. No. I just <laughs> no, like no. thought about doing the Wilhelm scream for a oh, while. Oh, that's good. And then I was like, nah, I'll just do the dog. Mm-hmm. The what love scream? The Wait, Wilhelm, Wilhelm scream. scream. You know the scream that's in like every movie. Well, you he, know what it, goes like, it goes like yeah, like when they fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Let me. Let me. Let me, oh, let me pull up it. a Wilhelm. My I'll ultimate find it for dream, you. like, if you super love me, if you could just insert any link sound from Zelda, <laughs> I would be the happiest person ever. Just, he? Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah. all I want. There we good. are. Why is there not a Legend of Zelda anime? I feel like that, that should have long well, been a thing. They were. Oh. There is one. Where'd you found it? Oh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> there it is. That. That's pretty classy <laughs> it's, it's like in it. almost every movie and tv it's show especially <laughs> star wars like star wars has made it a trend. yes star wars there's a lot of people that die and fall well off home. of tall things and get cut in half and yeah they need to scream i get it lose a hand mm-hmm. yeah i would be will wilhelm screaming too yo Wilhelmin. I, I. So I thought you were talking about a voice from Full Metal Alchemist for a minute because they all have crazy German names, and I was like, yes, mm. of course, Wilhelm. Oh, you mean Fuhrer King Bradley? His name is I'm King, but he's so also the Fuhrer. Angry about that? Why? When someone told me that his first name is like King and his last name is Bradley, but he's the Fuhrer, I was like, I thought it was just like Fuhrer slash King. Bradley, you know, like no, it's like his name. Just like what? A great thing in anime is when like you have like very extra names because they all love them. Like there's Balthazar and there's Elijah, and then there's like there's always like a Todd, and you're like, why? What made them name that guy? I know we talked about in the Ninth Jedi in the last episode, but Ethan, I'm still upset about Ethan. Okay, can we just talk about that? So, Why is there an Ethan? So, yeah. Why? What is there? All the names in there, like there's Jiro, the Margrave, Ethan. and then there's. Ugh. I love it. Look, I know Ethan. once we start the Star Wars conversation, I will sort of like whatever. Um, but that's I fine. look anytime there's like a normal dude's name in a thing, I'm like, that's my new favorite. I love that guy. I don't know <laughs> why. I'm always like, that's the that's the guy. 
So I'm going to be really embarrassing about myself for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a fan fiction writer. Oh. I've been writing fan fiction since I was 13 because that's my life. And I write uh, DC fan fiction because I love everything Batman. And me and Dana were writing this fic. It was like all like crazy olden time. And but it was about the <laughs> the um, the League Roz's League of Assassins, yeah. but Tim had taken over the League of Assassins, and he gives like this crazy speech, and he's like, "I am the Serpent's Head. I am the Darkness. I am this. I am Tim." <laughs> like, I left it in because it was beautiful. That like, makes even me if you so say, I'm happy. Timothy. That just makes like, me think uh, of. That makes me think of Monty Python when he's like explaining this whole thing. It's like <laughs> they call me Tim. And his name uh -huh. was supposed to be yes. something long and epic, and he couldn't remember his line, and so he's like, I spent a whole year writing Tim. that fic. It is my least popular fic on our country. And it was so Hey, good, but though. speaking of like favorite characters, having the the plain guy name, Roy. Roy in Full Metal Alchemist. Well, I'm Alphonse, because I'm extra. I'll get Roy into Mustang. Full Metal eventually. Everybody mm. has you, told me I'll love what? Full Metal. I I wasn't super into it until these last four episodes, Rad. and I called Bridget screaming. So that that it's says like... something. No, I missed uh, your call because I was babysitting and then called you back to <laughs> just sobbing time. and sobbing and you failed I me. Needed, and I was I like, needed, "What? I needed you. I needed you, Bridget." Well, I was, I was more needy than I was the putting children. Kids to bed. I was upset. Ye Three? Yes. I am three, three children. I am three children in a trench a nine year, A nine-year-old, a yes. five-year-old, and a All of them make up one two. Lauren, and two. she was hurt, and you three? missed it. Two or three. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you should sorry. watch Full Metal Alchemist, and you like it. it a lot. Putting children watch, yeah. together. It is really good. I will warn you, it is very heavy, especially, well, I always say in the beginning, because I quit watching it in college it was my first, like, anime I was right. trying to get into, like, classic anime. Not, like, Pokemon and stuff that I obviously watched. But, uh, I was, like, in a dark spot in college and got four episodes in and was like, I'm done with this show! I've quit! And so then we, that was, like, our first episode was the first four episodes. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. But it gets heavier, but the story, the characters really suck you in. And if you're a shipper, and I'm a shipper, like, hardcore, mm -hmm. like, man, so they tie you in sweet. on those. There's only, like, I'm really one now. ship, but... Two now. Really good at... Am I wrong? Okay, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about what? it. <laughs> well, like, oh my god, if you didn't see ship? it, uh, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I, I can't. It's because I'm sinking on my other original ship, per usual. That's, that's fine. Go I down understand. Go down with the ship. Alright, so we want to talk about Star Wars. Let's do it. Uh, so we're starting, we're doing episodes six through nine of Star Wars mm -hmm. Visions. So we're starting with Toby, or T-O-B-I. I love Toby. It's my dad's name. Uh, your dad's <laughs> name is Alan Tudyk, and I refuse to believe anything well, other my dad's than name that. is Toby. Yeah, my dad looks exactly like Alan Tudyk. Oh, that's good really to know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I love I've been Alan calling Tudyk. him Steve the Pirate it's for years. eerily like he looks like Alan Tudyk. <laughs> And I've never seen it's, either one of them in, oh in real life, so... I'll send know. it through the group chat so you can sure, see my thank dad. You. Everyone yeah, please. Continue, uh, I was gonna ask. continue talking while I do this. Alright, so I said, this is... It kind of felt a little kiddish, and then it, you know, which is which is kind of like what uh, 
Rhapsody, Tatooine Rhapsody, Tatooine Rhapsody felt like. But then I, I said it really reminded me of My Life as a Teenage Robot. Did y'all ever watch that? Yes. Okay. I loved that show. I had the exact... <laughs> the animation style, the yeah. kind of storyline. I was like, oh, I used to love this show. Like, So I got hooked as soon as I saw that. Because I was like, that was my jam. I had the. Well, I uh, thought it was going to be like Astro Boy. Because to me, it looks exactly like Astro Y'all are Boy. naming... So I was like, oh, this is definitely that. I love this. Yeah. Oh. Y'all are naming all the stuff that I, I wrote down notes. I don't have them with me, but I was like, my life is a teenager about Astro Boy, Pinocchio was like, were like the three things I wrote down. Ooh. I you wrote down Pinocchio. notes and then you didn't bring them with you to record the episode? No, they're in the other room, but it's fine. I, I, my, do you want to go get them? No, no, no. I, I, I think okay. I've got them in my brain. Okay. In your brain. Cool. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I said it looked a lot, we don't really know where it took place. I said it looks a lot like tattooing architecture. Um, and then I guess I haven't watched this in a little while because I'm trying to remember who CO3 was, but I said they are adorable. CO3 is like, looks so, adorable. so, um, the, uh, the, the short, right. is like the, 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 the math, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, but the CO3 is like the other little droid. Cause there's. Because there's Tob one, and then there's like the other oh, his little okay. bunny droid. That's Co three. Okay, okay, yeah, love, love. I just, I most of my notes are this is adorable. Uh, so the house is safe there, but the galaxy's a dangerous place. You know, classic overprojective kind of what Luke's aunt and uncle had to deal with. Uh, and Toby loves to play Jedi. Um. So I, the creator, did we get his name? I can't think of his name. I, hold on. I have a, I think I have like stuff up. Uh, his name is uh, Mitaka. Professor Mitaka. Okay, there we Mitaka. go. I just yeah. kept writing professor and I was like, well, I guess I decided that name wasn't. Well, they only really call him Mitaka like twice. I think and so, yeah. They just call him I think one of my favorite quotes he says is like, being a Jedi is not as glamorous as in your dreams. Because if you have watched any of Star Wars, ain't that the truth? Uh, we just watch like our favorite Jedis quit the Jedi Order all the time. And I'm like, God! Or die. Thank you, Lord. Or Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> well, mine got cut in half in the first Star Wars that I ever saw. So can we Phantom Menace was your first that Star Wars? I still kept going. Oh, yeah. This is this is a thing I'm learning about people is that people that don't grow up around Star Wars often are like, well, I should start with Episode One, and it so, completely thing. colors what you think about the franchise entirely different. It's crazy. So here's what I did when I was a kid: I watched Episode One, and then I was obsessed with with. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and that's as far as I got. And then he died. But my dad always turned it off before I got to the part where he got cut in half. And then when I was like, I think I was like, I had to have been seven-ish, because my little brother wasn't born yet. And I, I saw that he died, and I got upset, and I never watched the rest. So then as an adult, I think right before the new series started coming out, I watched them in this order. I watched episode four, one, two, three, five, six. Because then it's like watching Vader's life in flashback. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was very interesting for me. <laughs> That's I, don't, a, I, don't I don't know, know if I've ever heard it. anybody 
watch in that order, but that's interesting. Well, it's- I didn't like episode four, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try the prequels. I enjoyed the prequels, so I was like, that's all right, I'm right go you did. Five and that's six. right, it's you did. Almost, that's it's forever. almost machete in, in the Star Wars fandom, we call that machete order, yeah. where you do four, five, and then <laughs> a machete order technically is four, five, you skip Phantom Menace, you do two, three, and then six. I, is that a thing you're supposed to do? So, okay. Um, this is this is great because I just re- <laughs> I had two friends that had not seen any of the Star Wars movies. And so mm-hmm. I find out and I'm like, the three of us are sitting down and we're watching them together. One by one by one. And so what I did with them is I did four, five, one, two, three, six, and then the sequel trilogy. Because I think Phantom Menace, like... Okay, I have complicated feelings about the prequels. I do love them in a way, uh, but like you don't have I'm not, to. It's well, okay. I'm not going to go off about this on <laughs> he this. He does, pod, but I do. <laughs> Next one, you're right. Whatever, you're right. Yeah. Gateway Star Next, Wars. Gateway Star Wars. Wars. Gateway Star Wars. Yeah, the spinoff series. Um, so, <laughs> but like it, I, I think one has like context you need in a really big way, and mostly that's because my take on the prequel trilogy is that it's kind of if you watch it through the lens of obi-wan then i think that you need one because there's so much character development for obi-wan in the first in phantom minutes um i don't think and you see, should that's skip it, what i liked i liked me. qui-gon jinn and obi-wan together i thought that they were a really good little duo mm-hmm. yeah they're great qui-gon was an amazing master I loved Qui-Gon Jinn. He's the ultimate yeah. good guy. Okay. And oh, I like the ultimate well, good guy. He's like the beginning of a great Jedi. But don't, I like that. You know I like the great Jedi. talk crap I'm about not. my half boy. Okay. I don't. He's half he, does, he doesn't. No. He doesn't. You can't say that. He doesn't get cut in half, by the way. He just gets stabbed. He gets stabbed. Uh, Maul gets cut in half. In my heart, Maul... he got cut in half. Oh, Maul gets <laughs> cut in half. Maul gets cut in Maul half. Gets... Maul is your you half. You kept saying that. That was like, you really stopped. I he got cut in half. Like, for real. For my entire <laughs> life, I thought that Qui-Gon got cut in half until then. No. Half boy, half oh robot, all red. Yeah. See, oh, and I have the spider body. At the yeah. end of uh, Solo, right? And yeah, so okay. Solo made the Solo made the cartoons canon because Darth Maul's in the cartoons a lot, and he's awesome. He's got an amazing storyline, which I was always sad we didn't get to see more of in the movies because he was such a cool bad guy, and then he dies off so mm-hmm. fast. So well, I like, hate him, man. So I'm glad he died. Well, because he oh, killed man, your, you, you'll hate him more. <laughs> He killed the you'll, half you'll, boy. Yeah. you'll hate him more, but you'll boy, in the cartoons boy, you even get boy, to see half good, half good bad boy. Or half Lauren, good, stop. half bad good boy. <laughs> Lord, sip your tea. <laughs> anyway, you get to see Qui-Gon again in the cartoons. You get to see Darth Maul again in the cartoons. It's amazing. I even think I talk about it, uh the the in-between. Oh yeah, it's in this episode. I talk oh. about the in-between. Oops. Uh which is where we see <laughs> Qui-Gon again in the cartoons uh and you know I was really rooting for the in-between to come in and rise of Skywalker but we didn't get quite there but 
So that's why a lot of Star Wars nerds lost their mind in Solo because it made the cartoons canon when Darth Maul appears at the end with the spider legs and you're like, Solo, it's all real! Solo was probably my favorite Star Wars movie. It was the most fun to watch. It's a great Star Wars Look, movie. It's so good. I find people that also are Solo appreciators because I think that movie is so overhated. So I like that movie a lot. It's fun! It's so good. Like, you're never gonna have a young Harrison Ford again, but I think that actor really got the vibe of Han Solo down, and it was really fun to watch how him and Chewie met. Why is Han so against joining the Rebels, and why is he so against, you know, the Empire, too? Like, you just watch this poor kid get just handed the worst cards in life and just try and make it through. How did he become a smiley? You get all of that, and it's such a fun ride, and you learn about, like, who shot first, and you see that's kind of, like, his classic thing now. That's the only thing and- I knew. Solo, like literally the only thing Solo I knew, is and I so like good. punched Dana because I watched it with her. I was like, "Look, he shot first. and she was like, "Okay." I was like, <laughs> "I, I think- know that though." But it was great. Han always I shoots think first. The reason yes. I oh. love that movie is, and and why I watch it so often is like the same reason that Star Wars Visions is sort of the thing that I'm obsessed with in Star Wars right now, and that's because like you. It's one of the things that understands the the genre influence of Star Wars, but it takes it in the way that, like, Star Wars doesn't often go. So, like, throughout... I, I know Bridget did a lot of, like, film history stuff last episode, but, like, w- the, the sort of um, co-dependent relationship in film history of the samurai film and the Western, that, like, these two genres mm-hmm. are coming up at the same time, and they are inspiring each other. And, and like samurai movies are borrowing stuff from the American Western and American Westerns are borrowing stuff from this, from the Japanese samurai film. And so like, we don't often get Western Star Wars and it's so tied into all of the, all of the sort of like Japanese samurai influences in Star Wars that I start solo doesn't go full Western. I, feel like it could have gone more that way but it's just so cool i love when star wars embraces genre uh and i wish it would do it more and visions is kind of i want to like point to visions and go like lucasfilm do this in the movie do this in the movies do this because like this if this was the movies i would i would it would be my yeah like straight up i think the the only time we've ever seen western I think was the other lowest rated Star Wars movie is Phantom Menace when they're there on a desert country and these poor people and they're running the town. There's like, they're having to be indentured servants. They're racing to get freedom. And I mean, I know it's a little more goofy, but it's more Western. And then they, you know, people are kidnapped. They go out kind of like true grit style. And now I'm sad. (laughs) Yeah. Phantom, Phantom Menace and Solo. <laughs> well, I guess Rise of Skywalker is the other one. They're like the. No, I disagree. They yeah. are not the worst. No. They are critics. Critics don't like well, it, but Phantom my least favorite fights over it. Is but everyone's it, they're good favorite, movies. which is Rogue One. I did not like Rogue One at all, <laughs> which oh. everyone is mad about. I enjoyed all Rogue time, One, but <laughs> but I hated it and I felt bad. My my favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. Bridget and I are sort of, I don't know, know if I'd we throw should in... say it on the pot, unless you want to, look, Fight. I'll declare it loudly, but. Fight. Episode Fight. three. Oh, it's episode oh three. see, I have the more controversial pick of CS. Well, 
Last not yeah. Last Jedi I'm is la- my second. I'm a Last also Jedi. Great, but Revenge stand. of the Sith. I am a Last Jedi obsessive. I am a Last Jedi defender to the death. I have had like three hour long arguments with people about the Last Jedi. It, I think it is like a uh, not even a quiet mess. I just think it like totally gets it um, in in a way that like that's the it's second sequel of trilogy. the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Second sequel okay. trilogy. I am wearing the it's people one Ryan that watch Johnson the VOD will just... see that I'm wearing my Be Nicer to Kelly Marie Tran, you Jags shirt. Um, shout out to Super Yaki. Um, shout out to but... Super Yaki. I have their sweater that says the prequels dot dot dot. Uh, and on the back it says we're good in like all caps and Star Wars lettering. Very nice. So... Uh, and I'm wearing my Anakin Episode 3 Darth Vader shirt that I was supposed to wear to go meet Hayden Christensen when he was coming to San Antonio. And I was supposed to it. meet... That's okay. I was supposed to meet Ewan, and now Lauren is going to go live my seventh grade dream, and I'm really upset about it. Can I... Can I... I bought it because of you. Can I... And I'm very excited. Can I tell... I know we are so far off the track right now, but... I know. Whatever. Can I, we're having a good time. Can I, I'm a tangential conversationalist. Um, so... Me Can too. I tell a quick Ewan McGregor story on mic? Absolutely. We that, would love like, that. I, Please. We, we stand Ewan. So I, we love Ewan. Ewan is um, one of my, in the, in, in the, my history with movies, one of the people that once got the, 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 the treasured honor in Hunter's heart of being declared my favorite actor. Um, and, you know, Ooh, lives yeah. up on the top shelf, right? He's, um, uh, he he still lives up there, but I oh, hello there, Did you Ewan. Hear Ewan. Ewan. <laughs> I didn't have my phone on silent. Have you That's manifested Ewan? And so Michael just texted me, and so my phone went hello there. You manifested Ewan in the studio just for me. That's really impressive. That's so kind. Oh, no. Ewan. Phone is now silenced. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh because of Star Wars because and especially because of Moulin Rouge, I wrote. Ewan McGregor some fan mail. And I just got... I, I don't remember... I must have been in fourth grade. Like, I was fourth or fifth grade. Gushed to him in fan mail about how much I loved him, how much of an inspiration he was to me, all of this. Months go by. Months go by. So precious. I come home from school, and my mom is standing in the living room, and she's holding a manila envelope, and she goes, Hunter, come here. And I was like, oh, God, am I in trouble? And I walk in, and we stand in the office. So there's, like, the living room, and the office is off to the left. And she um, <laughs> she sends my brothers downstairs, and she pulls out a picture, a signed picture of Ewan McGregor. Stop it! No letter attached. It was just a manila envelope. He had, he had signed a picture and sent it back to me. She did not know who this man was. <laughs> And so she goes, she pulls out this picture and she goes, Hunter, who is this? And I was like, that's, mom, you love Moulin Rouge. That's, that's Ewan McGregor. You can imagine like little fourth or fifth grade me being like, mom. Um, and she was like, I don't know who this is. And I was like, I, and she goes, who have you been writing and asking for their picture? Apparently my parents thought that I was soliciting men via post. And that they were sending signed <laughs> pictures of themselves to me, random, not 
not prominent people. You were like a fifth grader seeking I, out well, pedophiles. Is that their thought? <laughs> All my friends got pedophiles. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I need a fifth grade sugar daddy. Um, oh my God. Literal don't sugar. <laughs> but it, I don't know where that picture went. I was not allowed to keep that picture. Oh, oh no. Um, it, look. Well, I'm getting a picture of me and Hayden Christensen that I'm going to have signed to Bridget because I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con. So do you want me to do that with you and you and McGregor? Because I can do that with you. But I will be in the picture. <laughs> I will be in the picture. I... <laughs> I have like almost. I know you're not gonna have much time with you, and we are like just sort of becoming friends. <laughs> Do you want me to ask him that? <laughs> he <laughs> won't like, remember. Hunter wrote he you won't some remember when he was like in fourth But you have full permission <laughs> to oh tell him gosh. that story if you have time with him. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a headshot <laughs> of him, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, will you please sign this as my fourth grade shirt? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need from you, and uh, I will I will see what I can if, do." If he does that, oh, it will be no. the most treasured thing in my collection. Um, I won't tell this story, not this time, This will, so we don't get too far off track. But I do have a, a <laughs> signed box of Babinka um, that, that was, I, it was signed by Rob Schneider. And that's the most random thing I own, and I'm not going to tell that story. I'm going to let <laughs> listeners just sort of either contact me about that or next time I'm here. If, I, if there is a next time, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll drop your Twitter handle right below here, so they can, they'll the tweet at you. Yeah, these babinka cards. <laughs> oh, uh, I had a dress that I was gonna wear to meet Hayden Christensen. That in Star Wars font said "Best Wife in the Galaxy" because I was gonna shoot my shot, and also because Ryan was like, "You're not gonna wear that to meet him," and I was like, "Don't." Bet. You want me to wear it? Don't baby? come at us like that. Bet. Don't come at people like us like at people like us like that because that yeah, we'll do that shit. Yeah, I'll do it. Like Lord's like, don't dance with the rhino at the zoo, and I'm like, oh, these they're playing Gangnam Style okay, though. And the then, only reason that I get upset when you dance with the rhino at the zoo is because then I have to dance with the rhino at the zoo, and I don't want to, but I can't not do it. So when the I, rhino like, comes up to me. I gotta go. I got Lord swarmed by the zoo mascot and the handler. I'm so mad about because it. Because <laughs> they were playing Gang of Style, and I looked at Lord, and she's like, no, let's just go. We're leaving. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then started dancing and like went to town. And the DJ was like, yeah. I just felt really bad because like nobody was dancing. You could tell everybody was like hating their life because oh they're mandatory having to do. So I just went to town. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I pointed at Lauren and they're like, yeah, this girl wants to dance. And like, Lauren, I'm so Lauren, sorry. And she's like, I will kill yeah. you. I will kill you. I did Meanwhile, this. her husband is oblivious and is just walking. He walked him. away. He was looking for chicken on <laughs> a stick. Left. And he just. You know, my, you know Will, going. right? Will Weaver? I you think know him. so. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's my husband. He's the worst. <laughs> um, he worked at Park North, I think, when you were there. For he, a did. he did. I was also gone for a little bit and then he, came back, so and who knows? Anyways, anyway, T-O-B-1. This has been T-O-B-1. fun. T-O-B-1. Should we talk we should about, talk about Star Wars. Yeah, let's do that. Um, <clears throat> so, the depressing Jedi quote. That's where we left off. Oh, cool, because I had no idea where we left off. I'm glad Thank you, you that's, that's what That was our tangent. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so Toby's, like, feeling called out to um, 
And basically the professor's like, hey, I'm going to make this little game for you. Uh, you have, there's the Kyber crystal somewhere on this planet. You better find it. And so, I, I mean, if you've ever babysat or, or a parent, like, I get that. Like, you're like, oh, there's somewhere hidden. Or have you played hide and seek with, like, your little sibling and you don't see yeah. You just let them hide for too long. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Daniel. Um, <laughs> so it's I'm basically what the you. professor does. <laughs> and so, um, and, you know, they, they talk about, like, the force is present in all things, which is one of my favorite things. We talked a lot about that last episode when we were talking about kyber crystals and the force and how that works. Um, my favorite little Star Wars quote that they put in here, you got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I love to write down I, every time. I would like to say, I'm really surprised that they're sticking with that, like, for every episode. Every it, episode. Because it come, it came up in, did it, does it come up in the duel? No. The duel's, like, the only one that doesn't <laughs> use quotes. Okay. The, tw the twins used every Star they Wars quote in the book. Because, like, I remember watching... I think it was the twins. Twins is episode two, yeah. It was the yes. first. It was three. Whatever three. episode two, it, I don't episode remember. Three. Anyways, point is, it got dropped, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's cute. They're clearly big Star Wars fans." And then two it is Tatooine kept, Rhapsody. That's right. And then it kept happening, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, the the synergy!" I don't know. I wonder if that was in their list of of like demands. If they were like, "Make sure you," play I think. Make sure you, if they had, like, studio notes or something that were, like, try and work these things in. I felt almost like, though, that these were just a bunch of nerds that, like, were just, like, sure. I get to make a Star Wars shirt short, and well, they just threw in their favorite, like, classic lines. Because I know I totally would get put in, punch it, because I love yelling that anytime I'm, like, driving or doing a spaceship. Like, I was really annoying at Galaxy's Edge, and we did Smuggler's Run, and I was like, punch it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Well, something we've learned from going through all of this, too, is a lot of these studios have people in common. Like, they're all branches of the same main oh, studios. So they probably all worked together through this to kind of, since it's, you know, it's a, oh my, anthology. So yes. they had to do, like, a theme probably to yeah. keep it a little bit together. So I'm sure that there was communication between all the studios to be like, hey, well, we're doing this. Don't do this. And that was, this. well, that you was one I mean? of the things that I yeah. was really interested in and I didn't do much, uh, didn't do much research on it, but like was really, when I was listening to, to y'all's last episode, like w was really interested that you were bringing up Lauren was like all of this stuff about all the studios. And I tried really hard to go like, this interests me. <laughs> Like, wh what else have they worked on and, you know, all of that. So, like, because there was, you know, I like I said, I've seen, like, pieces of other Six. anime. And well, and I'm yeah. sure, mm -hmm. like, you, as somebody who loves anime, like, going, like, oh, Trigger, uh, Studio Trigger worked on this. Like, uh, here, uh, here's where I see the similarities, you yes. know. But I was so excited about Trigger. I still am. Trigger's amazing. Huge. Everyone yeah. go watch everything they ever did. Facts. So, Facts. It, and, like, I know, Thanks. I know what this is. What science sorrow is that? This is science sorrow, yeah. and actually, I'll I'll give you a little bit about it while we're here, shall I? So it was founded <laughs> in 2013, and I'm gonna destroy these names. So buckle okay. in, everybody. It was founded by uh, Masaki Yusasa and oh god, In Young Chow. Okay, doing great. You're <laughs> the name doing great. actually translates into science monkey. And it's because oh. Yusasa, who, like, was the founder-founder of the company, he does, like, all these little doodles and everything, and he actually 
is like one of the lead production designers for all of their like animes and stuff. Um, but he used to draw himself as a monkey all the time. <laughs> and he wanted his company to be smarter than that monkey. So that's why he added science to the front of it. So it's intelligent, hmm. but also instinctual. So it's science monkey. Interesting. And that's why they named it Science Sasserim. But this ah. is awesome. Because this, like, really, it's, like, it's so different from the other things that they've done. Because, actually, like, their main thing that Science Sasra has done is definitely a crybaby. Oh! Is, like, one of my favorite animes ever. Bridget's not excited about having to watch it in the future. But it's Both Michael and Ryan told me they stopped watching it oh, and they wow. couldn't finish it. Well, they, I just, I have bigger balls, I guess. I don't know. I, it's good. Got it's really taken. good. They're great. Shot taken. Get through it. It's Ooh. worth watching. Lord, for for you, try to make new <laughs> friends with them. Well, they Look. don't like me anyway, so here we are. They do like you. Oh my gosh. I told Ryan you thought that, and he was like, what? Did I do something? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is not a mash on you. It's a mash on the people who hate Double Man Cry now, Baby, because it's great. Now look what you've done. Well, they... Anyway. I've, I've spoken to and Ryan like three times, and I love him so much, but I don't know how to express it anymore without being weird. So I'm not be weird. Saying, That's how I we became friends. Weird, and then it got awkward, and I'm like, oh fudge! I can't turn off this need to be your friend. So I'm going to leave forever. Making if friends. Lauren, no, <laughs> how we friends became friends your, is in hard. Your, in your 20s and 30s, be like that, and I'm sure it gets worse. <sighs> but okay. Anyways. See, but Ryan and I became friends because I was running away from crickets, and I was like, "Hi, I'm sitting That's next good. to you now." It just like moved in next to his desk, and then from then on, became friends. And we mutually <laughs> hated someone. So, anyways, my really point was, I, did, uh, the, it, I think it's interesting how these, how all of these shorts sort of share like a lot of DNA, at least like ideologically, and then also like the way they play with Star Wars trips, they play with them in a lot of the same ways, even though they could not be more stylistically different. Like, um. And but you're just your point about I've got a bad feeling about this made me think of that. Oh, this uh yeah. they also did so, hold on, one more thing. Uh they did an episode of Adventure Time and I just need everyone to know that. It was the food chain episode of Adventure which Time. One? It's like in season eight. It's all about I don't know if I got adorable. that. Far. And um it I literally cried oh. when I saw it. Like I was doing research and went <laughs> <laughs> so bad i have an adventure time tattoo i love adventure time it's just a thing so i'm done that's oh, all great. i have for that the end okay so after that uh toby's running around looking for a kaiba crystal and they find this ship it looks like those it looks like kylo ren's ship the little i don't know what the name of it <laughs> is but it's like a triangle little thing it's not a tie fighter but i can't i don't know its name uh i drew it it's not helpful that Let's i just see. drew this like little it, it's like Maybe a centimeter big. Let's see it. Okay. That's it. That's, That's my ship. Teeny tiny Bridget. Oh my god. <laughs> I was trying to remember what it was. Uh, and so it like basically plays a hologram that makes a call to all Jedi. And I was like, mm, this is really Order 66 feeling. And this last episode, we had that too. Um, and then let's see. Uh, the Star Destroyer hears it. And we find out the professor is a Jedi. Uh, so he's going to fight. He like, Basically, he's, like, making Toby be safe, and he's going to fight these people, and he says a great line from Rogue One, I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me, um, which is, like, that. Is, Donnie Yen is, like, my favorite character in Rogue One. Just beautiful. Who? 
Donnie Yen, he was the blind man in Rogue One who had the staff I'm and was like protecting protecting so uh, Kyber Crystals. His, name. Oh, okay. his name is Baze Malbus. His name is, and I'm, you know what? I'm going to sit here and think about it. And in I'm the, just and in about the middle, and in the middle of Bridget's <laughs> sentence, I'm going to go. It's going to come to me. That's yeah, fine. that's exactly. That's he was it. He was Ip Man, which I learned is not IP Man. I made that mistake no. at Draft House hosting <laughs> one time. I am IP Man, which uh, which at, it turns out was the working title for Free Guy. Yeah. What was it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I hosted. Thank you. I got a joke in. Thank so you. Sorry. I hosted <laughs> Ip Man and said IP Man, oh. and Max in the front row went, "Oh Ooh, no!" no. And just like said. <laughs> Oh no! And I was like, "What?" He was like, "It man, it man." And I was like, "Cool." Uh, anyway, so uh, he leaves Toby with the lightsaber. The professor is killed. Everything's destroyed. It's really sad. Um, the professor's grave grows grass, and it finally starts to rain, which I think is a big force thing. You know, life goes on. It's a circle of life. It's basically what the force is. Um, and then a force ghost tells him to use the force. Very Obi Wan like. Uh, and the Kyber crystal was in Toby the whole time. Toby was created to protect it. And so, uh, the, you know, he's got to fight this authority. It's a big deal. Um, but basically we see the professor in the in-between, which is really cool. Cause we only see that in like Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of force sensitive people. If they're still needing to get work done before they pass on and become one with the force, they're in the in-between. Which is really, I really wanted Kylo Ren to be in the in-between, and he come back, and this, I'm really frustrated by this, is, like, he should have lived. This is a thing, this is a thing, but this he, is he a died. thing that I just, uh, exists in the Star Wars fandom, where they, like, bite their lip, and they're like, this would have happened this way, because canon, um, and I, but, just like, no comment, <sighs> um, this is why I chose Lord of the Rings. It's perfect. Nothing ever needs to change. That's just how it debatable. is. Debatable. <laughs> debatable. But okay. I will fight. No. Calm down. Samwise Gamgee is down. really annoying at times. I will say it. Anyway, so next. <gasps> he is the best character. Oh my god. I will fight you. I know. I, I will fight you. I will fight you. We can't do this here. I wish. We can't do this here. I was, I was like, is there a mute button? <laughs> not. Okay. <sighs> so Toby's dubbed a Jedi. Uh, and Toby loses an arm. So I'm like, oh, look, you're a real Jedi now. You lost an appendix. Okay. I didn't realize that uh, the professor didn't have arms. For, like, I didn't the first either. Bit. It what? Of this. The professor like, doesn't have I arms? He doesn't. He's he doesn't armless. He doesn't have arms. The Sith Lord says you serve a man with I no really arms. I really thought he was like standing like, with his they... arms behind his back all episode. Like that's what I kept imagining I was... was happening. I did too. But I also, I watched it in Japanese. What? So I forgive myself for that because I was reading. But like. I am finding this out arms. right yes. now. That's the yeah. whole concept. <laughs> the whole concept is what? that he's a droid that's why that was a built. Yeah, right. Tob one helps him. That's what he's. He, he, that's what he's there for. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna scratch out all my notes because I didn't even notice the main character yeah. didn't even have arms. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Toby's like, I'm gonna continue research, help planets. That's what Jedi do. Happy ending. Okay, yay. Uh, Kyle Chandler plays the professor. That's the only voice actor I have written down for this one. But I was like. Look, he still gives an inspiring coach speech at oh. the end. 
And it and apparently doesn't have. I've got, I've got some Japanese voice actors. What? All right. Well, I have one Japanese voice actor. No, I have two. I have two. I lied. Okay. So Toby is played by Misako Nizawa. Look how well Rick, I did that one. So I'm so solid. proud of myself. Uh, and thank you. He plays Gohan. Oh, in so I know Gohan. Gotta love him. Yeah, it was dope. They, they, look, look. Here we are making an I'm anime a fan out of you. What? And then the professor. I'm a Trump I respect boy. that because I thought you Krillin said is my I thought you said Trump boy at first. So I was like, I no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're no. not. I know you. No. Trump's no one is 2024. a Trump boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear that shirt. Who is Trump? Trump's oh has like purple hair and he has swords. Trump's the son of. He's the son. He's Vegeta's son, right? I'm not Trunks. Or is he? Or is he Android 18 and Krillin? Still have questions Vegeta's about son. how they had a kid. Trunks is the son of Vegeta. Has... Who All Might does the voice of Vegeta. So be happy. Well, she becomes a human. That's the whole thing. Like she, they give her like Dragon Ball. The Dragon Balls. Once you collect all of them, you get so a wish, she wished for a uterus. Collects the Dragon Balls. Well, he, no, they wish to, for her to be to have a uterus and to be alive. Essentially, that's, that's what she wished. For. Anyway, <laughs> I got lost. I got lost. The I got professor, lost real the professor <laughs> is played by Sotama Ozavi, and he plays George Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Phantom Blood. He is the father of all of the Joestars. It is great. We Yay. are excited. Love that. And the dragon, the dragon balls just give you wishes. That's why you collect Wait, all we, the dragon balls. We just threw balls. back That's to Dragon Ball real fast. Yes, that, I just she just, that, she I just that to be clear. That's I why actually didn't know that about the, the, the dragon balls. I never knew why they collected them. She just columboed about dragon balls. Yeah, you collected them. And one more thing. And one more thing. That's great. Let me. We're we're gonna go on five Star Wars tangents through this whole thing. I yeah, gotta throw sure. my anime in at points. That's all I have for this. I did really like yeah. this episode. It's cute. I love that his heart is essentially the Kyber crystal. Like he's the tin. Yes. Kyber crystal, <laughs> so just really. Sweet. I was gonna say, like the thing I love about this short, and like I I think um all of the shorts, even the ones that I that I feel sort of ambivalent to, really get at something in Star Wars, and this is so good at like talking about what a Jedi is and like, like what, what yeah. is important about a Jedi. And the question in star Wars has always sort of been like, you know, there, there are people that have like a, the conversation that I think is not boring, but like they're trying to be edgy, which is like, Oh, so droids are basically slaves. But like, there's, there's a thing in star Wars where I think, the the humanity of a droid is constantly sort of ev invoked in a way like every um every installment tries to find new humanity or an interesting angle in humanity for droids and one yeah and they do the, i think for, like i think that they're really yeah good at doing and this that. short especially is so good like i said it's sort of got the pinocchio thing going on where he toby wants so bad to be a jedi and it's not, he can't, it's not that he can't be a Jedi because he's a droid. He, like, eventually does essentially become a Jedi at the at the end yeah. of the short. And um, so one, I... Hey! Go ahead, Bridget. If General Grievous can be a Sith Lord, then absolutely Toby can well, be a sure. Jedi. Because General Grievous only had, like, one part 
He has like human, a heart. And we don't know that Toby, yeah, his lungs. Yeah, I sure. Because he had a cough. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> he had COVID before it was COVID. Uh, keep any part of your body. Here's like, a good question. Lungs, if like, you had to be a, if you right. got grievous, what was the, what's the one organ you'd want to keep? <laughs> Uh, that's a, uh, what organ would I want? Skin. I just want my skin to be like <laughs> stretched Everything out. Everything else is robot. Yeah. Skin is Your stretched out organ. over it. Like, Terminator. thinking about Dr. Moisturize me. Just moisturize me. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking more Terminator, but thank you for that one. <laughs> oh. You know. You're welcome. Uh, I but, was. But giant Courtney Terminator. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, no comment. Um, <laughs> I was so I was going to say brain, but then I realized, like, why would I want my brain to be organic when, like, Mine's... I could have a droid brain and I could have unlimited knowledge. My brain's sad. Of... Well, I don't my, want mine. But I feel my... like your human brain gives you the ability to have more human emotions, which is where I went. So, like, maybe I will brain. still do brain. I just have like such a sad. A forgetful brain that I get yeah. angry at my brain very often. Same. So I don't yeah. want it no I get more. That. It's fine. I'm gonna say brain. I might keep my eyes. I like my eyes. Oh, eyes is good. Just robot and human eyes. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't three stooge me. Well, you I'm might blind, get me. So I I don't want mine. I want some new eyes. I want some lasers. I want to like poop everyone. Just poop poop. That's my dream. <laughs> Oh, Hunter, I forgot to ask at the beginning of this. Which one of these episodes of is your favorite all of episode? them or, or of what we're covering today? Okay. All of them together. Uh, that's like that's the a really good series. that's a really good question because I was really thinking about this ahead of time and I think uh my I think my favorite is the duel. Um I I I love the ninth Jedi because of how much how much lore it has within it. Like, it, it introduces some things to Star Wars lore that I wish... Mike, it is serious! Yeah, Mike, I heard it is that. Um, it, it introduces things to Star Wars lore that I wish were canon. Like, where I, you know, there are um, mm. just all of that. I, I really love how lore-heavy that is, and, and the characters are really cool, and just that that twist of, like, all of the other Jedi igniting their lightsabers and then being red because they're connected to the city. It's such a so brilliant good. moment. But I so think good. the duel is exactly what I want from Star. It's either the duel or the or um episode nine. Because both of those are the most Kurosawa heavy episodes. And both of them have <laughs> such a cool, like uh stylistic tie to um, to uh, like they're a little rough around the edges to me Star Wars is messy I don't like when Star Wars is like clean and smooth um, and so those two episodes kind of embrace the things I like about Star Wars most there I you like go that. I like that and we'll get into that I also agree episode, with a lot of but... that cool. alright oh, so yeah. the next oh yeah I got so much to say <laughs> the next episode we go to is The Elder yeah. Uh, so there's only like three voice actors that I put down for here. Jordan Fisher is Dan, which My I was boy. like, what a I'm weird name. With him. It's a very Ethan. Yeah, that's that's looking. the Ethan moment. Dan. Dan. <laughs> uh, David Harbour is Taj Tanj. Tajin, Taj, I think, or something like that. 
T-A-J-N. I don't know. And then James Hong is the, the old man. Uh, and that is, that is Lohan Lo from Big Trouble in Little China. So I was like, James what a Hong, fun... the legend. Let me, uh, yes. Let me throw mine out because they're pretty good too. So, and I only wrote down three as well. So the crosser, the master, uh, he is Takaya Hashi and he's uh Giselle from that time I got reincarnated as a slime, which if you that's the title it, of trash, it. Watch oh it. my gosh! <laughs> well, like yes, I can't explain how good you just like went on it. I was like, what? anime with complicated titles. I, I'll I'll do you one better. An even more complicated title is, and I hope I get this correct. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? in a dungeon you are correct. an anime that, that an anime that i anime. that i like a, a lot good yeah, anime. i like that anime it's it sounds so like good. a D session uh, it's so it's many. about it's D. It it's is. a D anime it literally and is the, oh. the characters yeah so is that time i got oh my God. As a slime, the, the characters in in is it wrong yeah, it is so have their stats like tattooed onto their back they have their character sheet on their back it, that's so cool in slime, the slime actually has like a little like power decks that it goes to and explains how they're Amazing. doing the things they're doing. I and love it's, that. It's really, it's really dope. that makes it's me excited great. for Critical Role's like animation mm -hmm. show coming up. Yes, agreed. Um, but he also plays uh, Katsuku in Naruto, and then Dan is played by Yuchi. Oh, this is this is the best one, Yuchi Nakamoru, and he plays Hawks in My Hero Academia. Uh, Satoru Gojo in Jujutsu Kaisen and Greed in Full Metal cool. Alchemist Brotherhood. Ah, uh, Endeavor. And then uh, the Elder. Is <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> He's always thinking of him, Bridget. <laughs> My favorite Hawks line. <laughs> the Elder is played by uh, Kenichi Ogata. And he plays Grand Torino. <gasps> Great. So that's it. Oh my gosh. Those are all the voice actors I had because no one else was important enough to write. I'm them. just really glad I got to say my favorite Hawks line again. Ah, <laughs> never. I will always let you, you think say that me? Just wait till you meet Gojo because you're going to have so many for him. I mean, I can't. I hope you roll Jujutsu Kaisen first. I really do. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to roll, obviously. All right. So. Definitely a great uh, I hope not. All right, the Elder. So it takes place, a uh, Master Jedi and a Padawan are visiting the Outer Rim. I sense a disturbance in the Force. It's a lovely quote. Uh, and then I sense the darkness, something ancient and sinister. And I was like, wow, we're just throwing these quotes right off the bat here. Uh, classic Star Wars quotes talking about Sith, um, disturbances in the Force. You know, most Jedi say that at some point in a movie. Um it's been thousands of years since the Sith has been destroyed. Uh, let's see. A Jedi doesn't first seek out conflict. Like, basically, we're sitting in a, in a ship in the first part of the episode getting a classic Jedi this was, lessons. This was the section um, of the episode that I was like, this is the kind of I love, both in Star Wars and in anime, is, like, character stuff. This is the stuff I love in Cowboy Bebop. I love, like the bookends of those episodes where they're like on the, on the bebop, like talking about things and we get like tastes of who yeah. they are. Like, I like the slice of life stuff. Um, and I, it, it's great. It reminds me of like Anakin and Obi-Wan's little anime, jabs and talking kind of about things. Like, and like, little, like little doses of like, when he jumps out clips. of a ship and he's like, I hate right. it when he does that. Or like, I had to find the right one. It's just like, Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, they're yeah, human. Yeah. 
that they they still have lives. Um, so Jedi must find must find balance and stillness. Like I would be an absolute horrible Jedi. Like you're constantly having to keep peace, yes, which is fine, but it's like balancing your soul, your timber, and everybody else's. And I'm like, oh, I would just end up like with my hilt of my lightsaber at one point, like bonking someone and being like, could you cut it out? Um, so <laughs> not a great Jedi for me. Um, in, in old movies, the Outer Rim was kind of like outlaw territory. So this is kind of a different like little take on it. Like in the prequel, I mean, in, yeah, in the prequels, when they talk about the Outer Rim, um, it, it like, it's like tattooing times like 20. Like it's rough around the edges. The the law yeah. doesn't really get enforced there. There's not really senators representing them. There's a lot of slavery. And so they're bad at the, at the government because they're not doing anything for them. And like the only time we hear someone being really critical of it is like Obi-Wan and Padme. You get so. these cool moments um, in, in, in canon Star Wars of like the Outer Rim, I mean, literally being the Wild West. Yeah. And it's like the Mandalorian kind of thrives in the Outer Rim. Oh, absolutely. Because it gives you a chance to like visit these little pockets of the Star Wars universe and go like, oh, here's like a new kind of government or like a new interesting sort of situation to drop yourself into. That like the like Kurosawa episode of Mandalorian when we first meet Ahsoka live yeah, action. Yeah. It's very outlaw run by its own government kind exactly. of thing in Outer little Rim. townships and it's like feudalism yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're on, they land on the shy planet. Uh, like, so everybody there is super to themselves. The kids make friends with Dan. It's really cute. Uh, and I just felt like a real Jordan Fisher moment too. Like some shy kid comes up to Jordan Fisher and he's like winks at him. And I'm like, Oh, what, what a cute moment. Um, but basically this old man came and visited and goes in the mountains by himself. And that's where they're getting the disturbance. And they're like, Oh, do you think it maybe it's a Sith? I don't know. Um, then they see the Sith, Sith ship. That was harder to say, uh, that the elder came in on. And then we get our favorite line. I've got a bad feeling about this. And I was like, here it is. Um, so an old Sith Lord, but doesn't agree with the, what the Sith tribe to keep one upping each other, which is classic Sith thing. They all want power. They're all going to kill each other in their sleep. Uh, have you ever heard the tale of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise? Uh, you wouldn't. It's a Sith tale. Uh, anyway, just going to keep quoting all of episode three. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's good energy. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were actually asking no. me a question. I was like, why would you assume that I knew that? That is a straight why? quote Palpatine <laughs> says to Anakin. And he's like, you wouldn't have heard of it. The Jedi don't teach it. It's an old Sith legend. And that's when Anakin's like, tell me more. What do you mean I can invade death? Anyway, it's a long spiraling thing. Um, I'm in what trouble. What the god of death? <laughs> Not today. There you go. That's something I can quote. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's an old Sith. I just said that one. The Sith Lord, uh, it's really yep. sad. The Padawan goes and like confronts him and the Padawan gets cut down. I genuinely thought the Padawan died. I was so upset. Uh, um, Bridget. I did too. Bridget, his name is Dan. Dan. Have some respect. Sorry, Dan. Dan. Yeah. You've got a braid. You're just a Padawan Dan. to me. Padawan. <laughs> Plebeian, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. You're just mm -hmm. a bad one. Uh, Dan. Dan gets cut down, and it's really upsetting. And then, um, what a, what a, I can't read my own handwriting to save my life. Vam, Vamga. Oh, that's the, the monster. I had to Google what a yeah. Vamga. Yeah. They live in the mountains uh, on planet they, Paso. So that's the planet we're on. Because I had never heard of them before. Yeah. Now they are. They're not canon, but they're on Wikipedia oh. now. Uh, so counts count it all right 
I told Lauren funny. about Wikipedia and for Wiki. Star Wars. Oh, you didn't stuff. know about Wikipedia? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, no, it sounds like a dirty. Oh, that's idiot, not at all where my mind goes. If you didn't know what a wiki was, it sounds naughty. That's a. Lauren, I guess I've known what a wiki strange. is for I'm, all it's of the my first life. Time I'm going to tell you that's strange as hell. That you'd be like Wikipedia sounds well, nasty. Okay, it sounds like Whoopi. Oh, I, I guess it's I didn't. Like, I, can I didn't. Which is another I word didn't for play sex. this. Haven't you heard? I didn't play the, the Sims making a lot. So. <laughs> well, I didn't either, but I like mm-hmm. old music, and that's a song. That's true. Well. <laughs> Anyway, and it sounds naughty. I'm sorry. So I, I call it like look, I see it. To each their own. Okay. So they see that he he killed Vamga, and it's really sad because normally the Vamga aren't like so horrible. They're kind of peaceful. The planet, the whole planet's just like a quiet planet. Um, and so now the master and this old Sith Lord are gonna fight, and it's given me a lot of Maul Obi Wan Qui Gon Jinn kind of vibes. This whole episode did. Uh, sorry, Lauren. Uh, and then. <laughs> There's the classic stab through with the lightsaber when you ignite it and it just, when it ignites, it goes through a person, which we see in the last Jedi throne room fight scene when Mm -hmm. Kylo holds it right here, hits it, goes through the head and then pulls it back. And I'm like, that was hot. Uh, So maybe not as like hot in this moment, but it was really cool. Um, No, it was still hot. Old man. So then the Sith Lord turns to Ash and destroys his ship, and the Padawan lives. I'm so happy. And um, then there's the quote of like, why the Jedi do what they do. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I go back and forth on Jedi Order because I really like great Jedi. Like the in between of like, the Sith are really wrong, but the Jedi get a lot of things wrong too. And so there's the line of, with power, you can protect those without it. But like everything, it is impermanent, which I love because it's like it, things do come to an end. Know that you're never going to be the all-powerful one. Once you accept that, then you're going to be good at what you do because you know of the impermanence I, of life that's, and That power. was the thing I got. And, so I, I said earlier, like, I think every episode sort of has these little, this 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 spice of Star Wars that they like yeah. really do really well. And I think like this episode the the thing i wrote down was power dynamics like the way that it describes the power dynamics yeah of like being a jedi that like this idea that i think star wars really should learn more from that like the the old ways die and new power comes and that that is not a bad thing that that is something to be embraced and leaned into um kill it if you Let have the to past die and if you have to. I would like to say, if I can jump in, the, <laughs> mo- the if I remember correctly, the elder catches the lightsaber blade with force lightning. Oh yeah, he the catches Padawan. It with force lightning, which is yes. like I've never. That's like there are moments in in Star Wars history where I'm like I've never seen that before, and it uh, like things done with the force or whatever, and that was what a cool idea. I definitely want yeah. more force lightning stuff. Like it is such a mysterious thing, and you know they they always say only like Sith have it. But then when we saw Ray use it, and it was like they're trying to use tell us because it's because of her bloodline. But I yeah, she's a she's a Jedi. She's good. Her heart is good. So how did she use it? Was it like a thing that you can tap into? Like I want yeah. more about it, force lightning. <laughs> justice for mace it was Windu. just no it was such a cool idea like Sorry. get inventive with the force like get get more show me more like um yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the avatar Korra thing which like 
uh, like, please, Star Wars needs to learn from <sighs> Avatar and Korra, where, like, just keep evolving what things, what can be done with this idea, because, like, yeah. If it goes a little darker, that's okay. If you if you build on old things, that's cool, too. Like, if you introduce new things, because mm -hmm. Korra did a lot of new okay. stuff, that's really cool, too. Like, Come on, we don't have to repeat the same tropes. And we don't force, have to keep using force, Palpatine. The Force should evolve no, and change sorry. and take different shape through different people, you know? Like... Just like the evolution of life. Yeah. If the Force is well, life itself, like it doesn't that it evolve too? Like, I bet I could use Force Lightning Whoa. to catch that, catch that blade. And he just tried it and was like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Right? He so used cool. it as like a whip. He used it as like Wait, a whip, guys, which is so cool. you know what's cool. always evolving? Anime. Anime is always evolving. You know why? Lauren, please go on an anime rant. <laughs> this episode... <laughs> this episode was yeah. also made by Trigger. And if y'all remember from the last episode, oh. Trigger also did the twins. They're two completely different styles of animation. And it's super yeah. dope because most of like Trigger's original animation, you can tell that it's Trigger's animation. It all looks exactly the same. It's very stylized. It's super cool. Mm -hmm. I felt like this was yeah. really was different looking very different. Twins. And that's because they took a page out of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure book and they did two cell animation over a 3D rendering, ah. but it's just such a big flex for the guy, what's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Amashi. Because he's like, yeah, I made my own studio. I worked on Gurren Lagann and Fully Cooley, but I also worked at Gynex and I did, like, freaking Royal Space Force and Gunbusters, so I can do anything now. And I'm like, yeah, you you can. You're great. Trigger, yeah, you can. Trigger yeah, you is the one that. to watch out for. Like, if, if production ID has anyone to be afraid of, Besides Boom, because Boom will destroy triggers, the world. It's triggers like Kill a Kill, right? Trigger's gonna destroy everything. It's, uh, kill a Kill is... Okay. Yeah, Kill a Kill is Trigger. And um, Brand New Animal, uh, Pro Manor, okay. Little Witch cool. Academia. That, that makes... That yeah. sort of puts all the, the, all the good stuff. Because I thought Trigger did... Uh, I've not seen Kill a Kill, but I've seen stuff from Kill a Kill. I thought Trigger did the ninth episode of this because that sort of looks like Kill a Kill, but they didn't. They did not. Uh... They did yeah. not. Uh, Science Sara did the ninth episode of this, so it's the Devilman Crybaby animation Interesting. once again in a very I, different uh, anyways. way. Anyways, and they're very new, so they're about to blow up too. And they they got a lot of flack and acclaim for Devilman Crybaby. So this is just another thing that. that's going to launch them into space. Oh, I love I really learning things. That. This is so exciting. I'm learning so much about anime today. Here we go. That's all I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is... I'm glad. I like that. And then... Welcome. Go ahead, Bridget. No, you yes. go ahead. I was just going to say, this is yes. this is just... You, this is another very, like... I, I, I think my favorite episodes of this are... And I'm maybe it's because I'm boring. Are just, like, the ones that are, like... That are, like, about people... Uh, they're, they're, like, about the duels and... Uh, between Jedi. Because, like... I was really surprised that all of these episodes are so Jedi centric. There's not like none of the episodes are not, but not Skywalker centric. So no. that's a nice little change of pace there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was fully expecting though, like, Oh, there's going to be an episode about bounty hunters. There's going to be an episode where it's like, and maybe that's like my experience with anime being mostly about like, you know, robes or whatever else. Um, but like my favorite, I I would add 
the elder to one of my favorite episodes of the podcast of, of the of visions because it it is so like explorative of the dynamics between the the dark side and the light and and the the jedi they're they're just really simple sort of like philosophical samurai film inspired i just yeah i really like this episode i think i think the best part of these for me, particularly this one and the next one, is that they really give you a lot of character. Like, they, they give you a chance to fall in love with the people who are in the episode, which is really hard to do, again, when you're doing it in, yeah. like, 20 minutes or less. But I think that's kind of where I always had a fault with Star Wars, is a lot of the Jedis are so mm -hmm. milk toast because they have to be. Like, that's their thing. They're at, like peace and crap like they do all the well boring, we didn't even get to like, like really weird meet a lot of the cool jedi until you get to kit fisto cartoons. well yeah i love kit fisto, kit fisto. Love in the fisto. movie he swims and uses they're all very mundy sorry Lord. excuse me excuse me everybody you are i'm you are. having I'm a moment okay i think i think that this gives you a chance to see Jedi's as people, and you get to see them in all different times of mm -hmm. Jedi yeah. life. And you get to see how that's affected the way that their philosophy is. And I've enjoyed seeing Jedi's as people. Well, this is, Maybe I'll give them a you chance. Would, this is the future. That's why you would love the cartoons, because that's what they do. Like, we, we like just ranted about Kit Fisto, because you get to see, like, the coolest fighter of Star Wars in these cartoons. Like, he has an underwater lightsaber. He can breathe underwater, like, does martial arts underwater. Super cool tentacles. Like, really cool dude. And he's in the background of, like, two episodes. Two, think, two movies. I, and that's I it. I think this is like, why I push back on people a lot when they sort of, like, get upset at New Age Star Wars. At, at like, post-Lucas Star Wars. Because what I think they're doing really well is humanizing the pulpier elements of Star Wars. And it's why I love The Last Jedi so much, is because it shows that, like, being a Jedi is not about being, like, a, a pill, like, a, you know, Roman column. Like, it's, that's not, these people are also human and also struggle with these, like, very human, um, you don't, you don't, like, become a Jedi when you become a perfect, like, moral, law-abiding you know, whatever, like code abiding warrior. It, there, there is a constant journey and everybody has a new evolving relationship with the force. And this is like a thing that I think Lucasfilm is actually doing really well. And I wish they would do more and lean into more that I think Lauren, you're absolutely right. These episodes totally get this thing that like, Oh, everybody has this separate relationship to the force and that, the masters that we see, especially in Visions, understand, like, when your time comes, it will look different to you and it will feel different to you and you should embrace that, I think is a really, really cool way to characterize the Force and evolve the philosophy of the Force in a new way. That's why I, I love Ray and Kylo. I guess that's kind of why there was the downfall of 
the Jedi's, right? They're because so rigid. Everyone was They're just so rigid. like, yeah. no, it's got to be this it's, way. That's the thing, right? Anakin brought My the bad. downfall of the Jedi because they wouldn't let him love. And that's all he ever wanted was a family. Like, he didn't get to have a family. His mom died. He didn't get to save her. And then he fell mm. in love with Padme. And that was forbidden. And they're having kids. And then that was a whole thing. And so he spirals trying to figure out how to save love. And Jedi are like, yeah, love's important, but you can't have attachment. Yeah. Can't have attachment. And what is yeah. a life without attachment? Like, it's so lonely and you get crazy. And so, uh, I mean, <laughs> look at me, I'm single. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, the point is, everybody, new content is yeah. definitely great. Uh, That's why I it's love not old. the... Same thing with anime. Just because it's not old doesn't mean it's not good. Let's. But that's why I the love facts. the Ray and Kylo stuff in the sequels because it's exploring Ray who has nothing and then kind of pushes back against Luke because Luke, like, got trained by Obi Wan and Yoda ish. There wasn't really much Jedi left, but like they already had been like, man, well, the old ways, whatever. But then Luke starts trying to train on his own. He's like, oh, I got to stick to these ancient texts. I got to keep them right. And then Ray comes along and is like. No, man, that's not the world anymore. That was made during, like, this empire that we don't have. And that's not how people live. That's not how we work. There's maybe a reason it fell. There's maybe a reason your dad, like, destroyed it. And so Ray pushes back on it. And then you already see Luke's one failed mentor-mentee relationship because he did that. He was like, I can sense the darkness in Kylo. Yeah, we all have moments where we think a bad thought and we want to do something horrible. But did you act on it? It's like Minority Report. Can't arrest people before they do the crime. They have to start. They have to commit it. You can't be ahead of. Yeah. No, so in complete agreement. Anyway, I just I'm think just... It, I thought it was. I think it's interesting, Lauren, getting your <laughs> perspective on this too. Because like, as somebody that doesn't have an attachment to Star Wars, like Bridget and I do, it's it's really it's really cool hearing like, oh, here's what I got out of this with Star. Like, here's what I learned about Star Wars because of this, which I hope is the case for a lot of people. Yeah, I I. I really, I think it will be. I really do. I, I think anime, especially since the pandemic started, has hit like an epic spike. Like people are staying home and binging things. So they all started watching anime. And I think that's wonderful, regardless of what all the OG weebs are going to argue about. Y'all can suck it. That's literally what this podcast is about. But um, I think that this is going to bring a lot more people into Star Wars. And honestly, I'm kind of excited to look more into it. I say this very lightly because I know Bridget's going to get way too excited if I'm like, Bridget, yeah, I'm Bridget, going home her, about Star her, Wars. So I'm, I'm interested her, in Star Wars. No, shh. Yeah. I know. I've got the little webs in her. I am up <laughs> to revisiting uh, honestly, Star Wars at a later would... date. We'll move on. We'll Let's... move on. But I would, I would say, like one of <laughs> ahead, the things that ahead. really helped me love Star Wars in a new way is last year during the pandemic. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch. Like, I'm gonna get into Kurosawa, and I did my big Kurosawa journey. But if you go back and you watch like samurai film and the stuff that Lucas was inspired by, um, go go and watch Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, which is like what he really where he gets so much of the inspiration from Star Wars from, it's literally like, you watch it and you're like, oh, that's Princess Leia. Oh, that's Obi-Wan. The, th there's a fight in the last, toward the, toward the end of the movie, where like, I saw the fight happening and I went, oh, that's why Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight the way they do. 
Like it's, they just have these sticks and the whole fight is about anticipation. Cause I was always hard on that Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight because they're just stand still and then they'll like hit each other really quick. Yeah. I thought it looks like that. kids playing. That's my so favorite like, kind of And they of back fight. up and wait. My favorite kind of fight. Because it's like playing chess. And I'm like, yeah, yeah and so it. like, Ooh, take your right move. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I am a, yeah. I'm an Anakin fighter of like, totally. oh, here I go. So like, I would say, and, 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 and <laughs> like, this is because of visions. Like, I'm getting a new little anime itch. So like, I, like, for anybody listening that like wants to get into Star Wars or wants to get into anime... Um, I would say, like, chase the inspirations. Like, find what the inspirations are. And those have given me honestly, a deeper love for these things, too. And honestly, if you like this, I, go watch Demon Slayer. I haven't seen Demon Slayer yet. Like, if you if you like yes! this, go start Demon Slayer oh my immediately. That's my next recommendation for you. Demon Slayer and Samurai Shampoo. That's, that's it. That's what you should be watching right now. Okay, you will love oh, Demon so Slayer excited. so much, so and you excited. will also <laughs> ugly cry so much, but it's so good. And then you get to Mo- Mugen Train, and then you just rip your heart out. And now but it's like I'm a, you just it has gonna a really love the Demon same, Slayer, and it's very the same yeah. spiritual elements oh. that this carries. Like it's all about, um, I love it's all about like the way of the Demon Slayer, and like. The responsibilities they carry, familial oh, yeah. ties, um, what your driving force, and is. even the demons cool. have special powers that are and making Tanjiro's them more just powerful. The most special, because boy, and we love him. No, Tanjiro. Oh, but Inosuke is the best, wonderful boy no, who is wearing a pig mask and just runs into every situation, literally head first. Speaking of yes. animals, yes. I love let's him. get into Lop and Ocho, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird segue. <laughs> Uh, All right, Lop and Ocho. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I wrote down uh, voice actors because I wrote a lot of really emotional notes during this episode. Like, they are scribbled everywhere. And a lot of them say, what a heartbreaking ending. (laughs) I don't think I did uh, I'm looking at the cast right now. It's not anybody that, like, is um, super recognizable, it looks like. Uh, Even the English actors. Uh, I wrote down one. I wrote down one in okay. Japanese. I wrote down Lop. Uh, she was done by Siren uh, Kabush- uh, Kabuyoshi. Kobayashi, I think. Kabayoshi. And she plays Eri in okay. My Hero oh. Academia. Kobayashi, you are correct. Who? She's Eri in My Hero Academia. That's that's it. That's the only credit she Oh, had. the little girl! Yeah. Interesting. The end. That's all I wrote down. I didn't even have anything for the studio here. This was done by Gino Studio. They were made in 2015. They're a subsidiary of Twin Engine, and there's really not a lot that they've done so far. They're really hard to find. Like, I, I went on, like, a deep Wikipedia dive trying to find them. So uh, this was really good, though, so I, I hope there's more. I really liked this one. Like, I would be okay if this one got a spinoff, too. Yeah, because- it was dope. God, it got you in the heart. I didn't heart. expect to like this one. All right. I, I will say that. Like, when it started, I was like, this feels really different from everything yeah. else. And especially when we have, like, a bunny yeah. character. And I know Star Wars has this is, alien characters, yeah. but in they my, don't in tend my notes, to look like it, uh, animals we like already know. This episode of this batch. It's very weeby. It, this <laughs> definitely yes. was yeah. the most anime i i will give it that like it it definitely felt like you're just jumping into something weird and i liked it 
Sure. Yeah. I said it had some yeah. Ghibli vibes in it, but like more like modern sure. Mononoke, like Wind Rises kind of darker Ghibli vibes. It definitely had the messy background appeal. Yeah. Like just everything's too busy while mm-hmm. the characters just move through. Too busy, it. it's, like it's kind good. of spirited away in the village kind of feel. And then mm-hmm. also like the stance it takes at the end is very Ghibli. Like it's not mm-hmm. black and white. It's 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 complicated and it's emotional. Which is every Ghibli film I've ever seen. Um, okay, so we're on the planet Tau. Tau is struggling to modernize. Um, so that's a big, big thing there. Uh, the Galactic Empire is capitalizing on planet resources. Uh, and the people are falling under imperial oppression. There's basically the planet is a lot of poor and starving people trying to live the old life, but the world's just modernizing around them, which, you know, we, we grew up in that era when the computers and internet came around and our parents had to try and adapt to that. But we went from early nineties to now, which we're recording a podcast in three different locations. But that modernization is also a very Ghibli sentiment. Like I, now that you, now that you invoke Ghibli, yes. Like Mm. blows this thing open in a whole new way. It's very Mononoke, like the old way living one with the forest, but then I've got iron, like manufacturing, tearing down the forest, like, uh, and I mean, it's like there needs to be a balance. You need to mo- you need to keep growing and moving forward, but you know, it's complicated. Um, so <laughs> before I do Lop's name, all my notes are Bunny Girl. Uh, she escaped. She escaped from the Empire, and she has no family. Uh, and this lovely family takes her in. This like this guy's daughter is like, oh, we'll be your family. It's a really sweet moment on the beach, and takes her in. Uh, then we have a time jump, and it's seven years later. Everybody's kind of grown up. The father is attacked uh, in the Imperial base. He's created a bomb. Uh, he's kind of raging out against it. Um, Ocho is the sister who adopted Lop in, uh, and her and her dad are fighting. And poor Ocho wants the Empire to provide growth and prosperity for the future, so she's kind of bought into their propaganda. Uh, and she's thinking bigger picture. Like, maybe there could have been... I mean, we know the Empire, and it's never great, but maybe there could have been a balance. Um, the father is mad that they're taking over and will be used for war. It's losing their planet. He just, he wants to stay in the old ways. There's no, there's no compromise on either side. And that brings in Lop, who's just really upset her family's fighting, and she wants to find a compromise. Um, so... Uh, basically, Ocho double-crosses her dad, uh, and the insurrection. She had one chance to, like, try and talk her dad down, and she doesn't do it. And it, like, Lop's stuck in this middle of knowing this, and knowing her dad's probably gonna do something else again. It's causing issues. The Imperial officer is drawn a very classically evil anime style, is what I wrote, with the long, pointy features on everything. Like, um, I mean all the villains that I see in like my hero or in demon slayer, like evil people are drawn very specifically. And so immediately when you see this like Imperial officer, you're like, okay, yeah, you're a bad guy. Um, uh, and then let's see. Ocho cuts her braid, which symbolizes she's cut off her family and she's fully sided with the empire. Also very Padawan kind of like of like, I don't need you as my master anymore. And that's basically what she's telling her dad. Um, I just tell you that every time anyone cut their hair in this anime, I was like, <gasps> like every time in every episode, I was like, oh, the hair, the hair, yeah. you know, it's a big so deal. Funny. It's like Mulan when she cuts her hair. You're like, yeah, oh, it's a huge deal in anime too, especially for all the girls is whenever they cut their hair, they have their like, oh no, I'm super awesome now moment. 
Well, Except see, for Sakura Naruto, she cut her hair and she tried to be super awesome, and then she oh, just sucked no. for like oh. five seasons. Well, and then it's That's like okay. in real life, every it's time a, a girl yeah, cuts crisis. her hair, we're going through something. It's we're making we a are. change. We're making a change. If I dye my hair, As, or you're just I'm bored. going through something. Well, As that the normally man means that we're now also has long something. hair via the pandemic, uh, there have been several times that I've been through emotional crises. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it all off. I I now relate to it. It's, it's crazy. The best emotional release. Yeah, Feels so good. The amount of times so I've good. sat there with buzzers and I'm like, I'm yeah. so buzz my head, and I have to like talk myself down. Like, as go, someone go do who it. did buzz her head during the pandemic and is now in the painful regrowth process, um, if you want your hair back after. You know what? No, just do it. It was really fun and it felt really good. And uh, I can't. The girl I have a lumpy has head. Been hard, but I just wear a lot of hats. Yeah, it looks. Now I, my hair is it like looks good. This style. Yeah, you've got a lot of length now. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time. <laughs> so anyway, I guess uh, we see a little. Uh, we see a lot of Japanese housing and Japanese writing in the temple, and so I like that it culturally is pulling in. You know, like what it's getting inspired from. Um, the father pulls out a lightsaber and gives mm-hmm. it to Ocho. I mean, to Lop. Lop, yeah. Wait, Lop. Uh, Lop. I wrote. Yes, uh, and they do this Jedi ritual, uh, and you know, Jedi came to the planet, like, and died wow. and lived here. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. And Jedi techniques are passed down through like generations. It represents the bond between parents and child. And it's this really emotional moment of, he says, I am your father and that bond cannot be broken. Like I, I can't imagine. Like I've had, I've talked to friends who have been adopted and you know, like I'm a stepchild and it's, you always have that doubt lingering in the back of your head. But when you hear that, like verbally hear that, like I could, I absolutely understood the emotion in this scene because you need that reassurance because that voice in your head absolutely just wrecks you sometimes and, that every time you mess up, you're like, well, it's you, an important you lie. And so he takes ownership of her family. Finally, like of her status as a member of this family. Yeah. Is- She's not trying to like mend everything and p- play the peacemaker. Like she is that in can it now, now that can now sort of stake her claim in the fight, which like is, yeah. uh, I think a really cool, important, theme in this i think it's great absolutely um so there's traditional garments and hats which i really like that uh uh i wrote that you know the empire is brainwashing young minds which is you know very (sighs) uh sequel sequel heavy with the empire brainwashing and that being canon bridget it's cheer it imway i told you i would cheer it imway that's who donnie yen's character is i told Ah, you that there it is you only had to like wait two episodes. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you got it though. That was impressive. Those were only like five tangents yeah. in between. Uh, it's good. So Didn't basically, we see this huge, ex- <laughs> huge explosion at the Empire headquarters and uh, classic Star Wars alarm noises, and you're like, "Uh oh, something's happening." Uh, the dad had walked off, and so she's like, "My dad's done something now." I I know. After he gave the lightsaber, she she knows that her dad is still fighting. So Ocho is now fully in imperial clothes, black lipstick, and I was like, mm, "That girl, you know, when you dress up real sleek like that, you're on the dark side." She's a baddie, uh, yeah. The dark side always has the best fashion. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's just always has well, been, always will be. I disagree with that as a boy that likes like. Except for Padme, I love, Except for Padme. I love earth tones. I like my dusty fashion. Oh. I, uh, th- but that's because I. 
love westerns, and that's the part of Star Wars. I am. Like. I mean, if I was in Star Wars, I'd ten thousand percent. That's wear it. That's I, wears. It I looks love cozy and cute. Jedi that's fashion kind of rules. Like, like that's the tall it for boots. Me. Uh, or resistance Practical. or resistance and rebels like yeah, wearing like that, the chunkier sort of earth tone stuff. I love it. I've always I'm about comfort. Always I'm been a Sith fashion person. Like other than That's what I, want. I other than Padme, which Padme is like inspiration. I feel like she to does. the Sith because they weren't really a thing, but like they took a cue from her fashion line. Uh, but like. I always loved Anakin's black cloak over his See? brown cloak. Like it looks more epic. I love that you get cool eyes. Like let's you get do to it. Wear I eyeliner get just when for the eyes. Yeah, eyeliner. I get to wear slick stuff. I get to wear get, shiny boots. I get to stomp around like I you own get the to place listen to and my have chemical like a romance when you're a set. Absolutely. Sorry, yeah. Oh, I got it. Now. It's like trading in, trading in. Sorry, I'll take my um, Jedi so, Bob uh, Dylan. I, I'm just a ghost. That's great, Lauren. Lauren, what is, what does Steve want? Oh, what is uh, that's Hootie? I don't. Know. There's a cat outside. Oh. screaming, and he wants to no. kill the cat. No. So. Well, he doesn't want to kill the cat. He just wants the cat to go away because this cat's been like chilling on our front porch for a while, is it, and he just gets mad at the boy. Is cat it Trisket? Comes over, and he's like, "Hey, no, it's not Trisket." Okay, it's a different cat. Oh. It's Trisket's friend. Oh, okay. Hey. Sorry, my mistake to me. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, Ocho is now straight up evil, and so Lop is. She even has the red Sith eyes, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, "Love." Um, Lop has the lightsaber. Ocho is so mad, and she even, like, yells that you're not family, and I was like, trash. What trash you are. And so they get in this fight, and uh, she, like, pushes her off, but she lands on a ship and then flies away. And that's just how we end. <laughs> it's like, what a heartbreaking ending. Like, this family just got broken, but I think that's a big thing. Like, the Empire brainwashed people and broke up families because that's how they got some powerful people to use their rage and be on their side and take down places because they just prey on your weakness, which is like your uncontrolled rage, which is how they got Kylo. He was so hurt and upset and they preyed on that. And then Palpy and Snoke Palpy. took him in. Palpy. I, Palpy all my notes Snoke. say Palpy because I'm lot. tired of writing yeah. Palpatine. And so every I always write palpy. I respect that. In our uh, FMA notes, instead of writing Hohenheim, I just kept writing daddy. I keep writing so. daddy Elric, which is which more complicated to write than Hohenheim, but I'm like, yeah. daddy Elric said this. Well, apparently his name is actually Vaughn, so you could just write V-A-N. Nah, <laughs> I, I've I committed daddy to daddy Elric. Anyway, but Lauren. Um, did you I do want to say if you if you like this, I have some recommendations for you. Shoot them. Um, I would say uh, definitely watch Princess Mononoke. A uh, brand new animal would be a great one if you're into like the animorph injustice thing, which is pretty cool. It's it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Also a Trigger um, production. And then uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a classic. It's amazing. It's very much a government brainwash situation. It's good for everyone. Uh, those are the things I would recommend. But again, I didn't find a lot on Geno Studio. I just know that they're a subsidiary of Twin Engine. Twin Engine does a lot of games. And that's kind of it. That's uh, that's really all I got. I mean, what a way to come out swinging yeah. and make your name known. Like, do this really amazing 
Star Wars episode, because this is, like, my I third like favorite. Ep- like, I really liked this one. Well, they're only, like, six years old, so... I like this oh, episode a lot. Oh, that makes sense. I, stuff I, coming out for too. some reason, initially found it really hard to engage with, and I think it was just the stylistic difference, but it was one of those things that I was, like, as soon as it finished, I was, like, I bet mm-hmm. when I come back through Visions, I'm gonna love this one. Um, and, again, Bridget, great call on the, on the Studio Ghibli stuff, because that totally, like, I... I, I see it now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. great. And then that leads us into our last episode. Akakiri. Oh, my second favorite. So I Ak- like this episode. This is Akakiri. Episode. This is your favorite? Oh, wow. Lord, wow. My least favorite. What? Um, and I don't, I don't, I was really excited about this one because I love Devilman Crybaby and I could see Devilman Crybaby in it. Like I knew immediately that this was, done the same way and i think the animation was good i think it was well voice act acted a japanese anyway and i i don't think it was a bad story i just thought that the like vision of him killing her Mm. was really rushed like that part felt incredibly rushed and if they had given that even just like an extra minute minute and a half it could have been completely excellent because i do love the way it ended but the way to get to that ending just happened so quickly that it didn't give me time to care. I think it would have you know been better I mean? as like a full length episode for sure. And this yeah, was it just it just needed a little more time. And I mean again, don't hate it. This is definitely like a solid seven out of ten for me, but it's not it, the rest of them were so good and then you end on this and that ending should make this yeah. just the best because you don't want it to end I like think, that. Yeah, but it's so good it, that it does. I but it just. I agree because I I remember like seeing they were well into the episode and I remember seeing like oh how how long is left in this and there were only like six minutes left with credits and I was like oh oh it feels like they have a lot to do mm-hmm. before it wraps up. Yeah. They also really, really could have given you a yeah. lot more of their background relationship. They really yeah. only gave you one scene, and it was up in the air. Yeah. Like, he obviously is in love with her. And they could have put a little more into that. And again, even if they gave that scene just a moment, a moment with like a locked eye, just like a, a nice, like, love gaze and almost something, that's all yeah. needed to just bring this up to a 10. But now it's at a seven because I, I didn't really care that he stabbed her. I was like, oh, I think, that's I think sad. That, I think <laughs> I the thing that made this one of my favorites <laughs> is I love how, like, messy the lines and the art style are. Like, I love the way it looks. I think it looks incredible. Um, but I'm also just yeah. that. I, I like the messier lines. Yeah. And, um, and... I'm yeah. excited. I'll check it you out. You gotta for watch sure. Double Cry so many, Baby, like, bro. You gotta I'm, watch I'm just it. Putting them all in my pocket. Ugh. And like, again, um, I'll, uh, before Bridget goes like full into it, I I think like, and maybe I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, oh, I I think maybe it's just like all the ideas that this brings to the table, and all the concepts that this brings to the table of like, again, yeah. I love the sort of struggle of like, I'm a Jedi. I love, and obviously like, that this has been disputed across. Star Wars fandom and and canon and all of that stuff. I can't even see it. Yeah, it's very episode three. And, I'm a and Jedi I those... and I love and it's really complicated. Maybe. Maybe I'm just missing that part. 
Like maybe that's what I need to to give this my full affection is that I just I don't have that original connection. So that nostalgia takes me out of it and I needed this to I, just propel itself on its own and it didn't do that for me. I think if you watch the prequels and you watch them for an Anakin Padme love story and then watch how that one love wrecked the entire galaxy as like a fantasy romance story because that's how I watch a lot of Star Wars is fantasy romance because they're Shakespearean and uh, you also get like these cool political tales in it um, but I think that changes your whole perspective on Star Wars stories like all of this was brought down by someone's attachment of wanting love this like a thousand year old like and government this is, and I'm this like, is a wow. really good point actually wow. that um, it's been great being here I know we're not done yet but like I, I think it's I think like the thing the thing that I, I'm grateful that I saw this as a Star Wars fan because it made me excited about like the future of Star Wars and hopefully the stuff that Lucasfilm is embracing moving forward of like embracing the the inspirations and the and the genres and all of that stuff. But also I I as I go back through the episodes, there are like things that I did not enjoy as fully because my Star Wars brain was so active. And that I wasn't fully like the like the like Lop and Ocho like I wasn't fully able to engage that because it looked so different from other Star Wars things that my brain was like trying to fix itself into that mode right so I think like because I came at this at an anime standpoint because watching this for the show. Uh, it made me think, you know, I, the first yeah. thing I went to was Princess Mononoke, and I was like, all right. And then I was able to switch into that mode and didn't... What a weird yeah. balance of people <laughs> we have watching <laughs> this right now. This is really... I love yeah, this, guys. Okay, this is Bridget, great. Go, I love let's this. Let's go. It's all Occupy. snuggly. <laughs> Ready to dive in? Here we go. So I've got some voice actors. First thing, George Takai is Sinshu. Uh, Henry Golding is Tubaki. Uh, Jamie Chung is Misa, and then we have two Squid Game actors in here: Paul Waka mm, Wakauchi and Kion Young. Young, so fun, fun little voice um, actors. I only wrote down one. I wrote down Misa. She's played by Lynn. Uh, Lynn is also a singer, and she oh does my... all the music for Persona Five. I love Persona. Get it? My favorite video game of all time. It's my favorite. I have a Ryuji Lauren, literally I, right here on my desk. I love Persona 5. I I yelled at everybody on my Twitch stream the other day because I was serious? like, y'all, probably probably as soon as Spooky Season's over, y'all are getting a Persona 5 playthrough and y'all are going to have to sit through it because I want to play Persona 5 again so bad. Come hang out. Come hang out. Can, come hang out. There you can go. I come hang out with you and play Persona 5? Because I... Dude, Persona 5 is is everything. Also, so excited for Shin Megami Tensei coming out. Can I just say Atlas is giving us so much I had no good idea. The content. And Persona so 5 music... But Lynn uh, okay. does oh, all the music. We'll keep going. <laughs> it's so good. She does all the music for Persona 5. And she's excellent. Uh... Literally, River in the Desert is my ringtone. It has been for and now. Like, I'm gonna have it stuck in my head the rest of the night. I don't care. <laughs> what is? But she, what is? Wait, I, what is I'm my so ringtone? Sorry. What is my ringtone again? Yours is a. Uh, yours is a little bit Alexa's. It's the only different ringtone in my phone. <laughs> I love it. But she also Always does. Uh, she's just a video game person. Oh, cool. She does the voice of May in Overwatch, and um, and she does um. Uh, 
Suka, Tsukushima in uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, Sahori, which was the one that came two that came before this one that is now coming out. Or the one after, technically, because this is a remake. So there you go. But uh, yeah, uh, we love Lynn. Lynn, We stand Lynn. I have so much Lynn on my life. We love (laughs) you, Lynn. Thank you. I love you, Lynn Manuel Miranda. All right, so here we go. (laughs) There's a Sith hidden among the royal family. Uh, The dad has died, um, and the princess is fighting. Uh, She wants to try and get back to her home because it has been taken over by said Sith who killed her father. A Jedi has come to help. It is a. I wrote that it's an interesting animation style. Um, did you like the animation me? I did, but it reminded me of something, and I still have not been able to pin what it reminds me of. So I'm sure you'll have things to remind me of after, at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she needs guides back to the palace, and she's uh, outlawed, and she can't just walk around everywhere. She'll get caught. Uh, so she has these two really goofy guides that are drawn. That they're they, the way they're drawn is they what reminded me of something, and I cannot by, figure it out. Uh, two characters in Hidden Fortress that inspire. It's like a it's a cyclical thing. Two characters in Hidden Fortress that are the inspirations behind C three PO and R two D two. That's why one of them's tall and one of the one of them's like short and round. So okay. I, I think them, I kept thinking of Prince of Egypt. <laughs> As, when I looked at them, I thought of Rugrats. Oh my god! Interesting. The shape of their weird heads. Like, See, instantly. I, I was like, that's Tommy I Pickles. I kept going to Prince of Egypt it. as the two, like, uh, the two yeah, guys yeah, yeah. that work for the Pharaoh. Uh, what, the, like, yeah. priests. So it's yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, the priests, yeah. Because they're drawn that same way. There's uh-huh. one short, stubby guy. There's one tall, skinny guy. And so I, it, I think there's something else because it didn't satisfy, like, the click in my head. But they remind me of the priest in Prince of Egypt, which is a bomb movie. All right. Since Lauren, since Lauren invoked uh, Rugrats, I would just like to say on the record, Stew Pickles hot. <laughs> All right. I would, like to, I would just like to offer it to the facts. All right, sorry, it's Bridget. Facts, continue. straight facts. I I kind of stand Chuck's Chuck, dad. I, I stand. Uh, what's Chucky's dad's name? What is his name? No, he has a name. It's not. It's Finster. Oh Something man, Finster. that's gonna bother me. Bridget, keep going. I'll look at okay. it. Okay. Okay. It, it was okay. literally just so, in my head. So, uh, traditional house again. I really love that this has been a theme in all of these episodes. Um, the Jedi is having visions uh, that hurt, that physically hurt him, and we don't really see what it is at first. So then we get to see it later. Uh, the king's sister killed. Go ahead. I didn't even have to look it up. It's Chaz. 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 Chaz, Chaz Finster. What a name. Uh, I need to text my friend Chad. It's his birthday today. Uh, happy birthday, Chad. Thank you for that reminder. Oh, no. Chad, happy birthday. Uh, so the king's sister has killed him and is the Sith that took over. Bam, bam, bam. So it's in the blood. Uh, there is nothing that has not been faded, is a quote. Which is, I like it. This, I like my note said, it's very episode three. Uh, which is, you know, Anakin sees that vision of Padme dying. And Yoda's like, hey, man, like, that's what sucks about visions. That Sometimes they change, but sometimes you cannot do anything to change this. And Anakin basically causes this change and, like, causes the vision to happen where if he were to just keep going on normal, he might not have caused it. So 
has a whole big spiral of like he go like Donnie Darko thinking down like a wormhole. Um, but I love the music in this episode. It reminds me a lot of the classic prequel, John Williams classic-y. Um, you will join me. It is written. It is your destiny. And I'm like, okay, so this is just straight up episode three. Because they get, I mean, not a lot happens. They're traveling, you're traveling. They get there. A lot of things happen. So we realize his vision is that he kills her uh, and the princess. And he, he's like, I love her. I wouldn't do that. Well, um, so dark visions that save him, sane him, that haunt him. I don't know what I wrote. Anyway, I said it's like Anakin. It's clouding his judgment. Um, he has the vision that he accidentally kills the princess and disguised as, a, as an evil, who's disguised as an evil guard. Um, and then the the Sith says, with you by my side, uh, well, I just lost my note. With you by my side, we can rule together and bring order to the galaxy. And I, uh, you can save Misa if you turn to the dark side. Please help me save her, my master. And I was like, ah, you're going to make me relive my biggest heartbreak. Second biggest heartbreak. Third, first or second. I don't know. It's poor Skywalkers. Uh, heartbreak. Like, that I have to do with episode three? Like, the only reason he, he accidentally kills Mace Windu because he just wants to save Padme. And then he's just spiraling. And Palpatine prays on that. And he's like, I'll help you save the one you love. And he's like, okay, this is all I have left now. But it's not. It's not. And so because you're trying to avoid this thing and, and trying to control your own future so much that you caused this future to happen. And that's why I'm like, I never want visions because, oh my gosh, I would totally do that. Um, so, ugh. I don't remember any of this. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, did Anakin kill Mace Kids. Windu? <laughs> Anakin oh my, cuts off yeah. Mace Windu's hand and Palpatine shoots <laughs> him with the force lightning out the window and he falls to his death. Yeah. And he goes out like he a fly. window. But okay, because Anakin that. cut off his yeah. hand. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. They actually do force healing, and I was like, cool, where was that? Where was that in the prequels, man? Because I love the force healing stuff. I love that in the sequels, life force, because I think that, I mean, when you read, like, the the written versions of the prequels, that's, Padme doesn't die of sadness. She dies because her life force is being sucked, which I think is a palpy thing. I think he is sucking that life, life force into Anakin, which is why he feels so guilty. And he's like fully fledged Darth Vader. And he's like, you killed her, which is technically true because Palpatine took her life force and she just lost the will to live because her soul has literally been sucked out. Um, so they force heal and uh, puts on the hood and walks up the stairs like Anakin, puts on that hood, does the epic stair walk, walks away, and is now fully into the Sith. And I'm like, I love this gosh, stuff, man. dang it, we're ending this whole series the way we ended episode three. The ending. It, it really is. The ending was the best part of this episode. It was absolutely perfect. This entire anthology gave you yeah. just so much hope. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, life sucks. Remember this. But also, you got to respect him for keeping his word. And I, I love, love so it. much that you love the animation style of this. Because there really isn't yeah. anything like it except for Devilman oh, Crybaby. No. Like, that is what it is. <laughs> and it's cool because... It's their whole thing is that they want to be intelligent and instinctual and they give you this almost primitive style art where it's all just like you can tell that someone just scratched yeah. it out real fast because that's not what's important. It doesn't want you to focus on the art. It wants you to focus on the But there's something the so beautiful about art like that. Forward. It 
it really is. And because it's even though it's messy, it's still yeah. structured. And the way that they do their line work is so classic. Like it's almost like like yeah. you know, watercolor. Like it's just it's like an ink blot. And it's so it's just so good. And there's nothing like it except for Devil Man Cry. And the Prince of Egypt. Or, like if you <laughs> Trigger does a lot of uh Science Zara-esque art too. Like it's all very flowy and a little off. So, like, if you like that, Gurren go check that out. It's, it's it's a little crazy and great, you know. But, like, I'm telling you guys, Devilman Crybaby, it also gives you that same unsettled feeling. Oh, I don't like that. It's not as horrible, but it's... I'm very much a completist. This isn't as horrible. Devilman Crybaby is horrible. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. There's I'm no going to be the, the Devilman Crybaby. I was in depression for years. Um, but it's... It really, sort of reminded uh, me. I really enjoyed oh, this. Go ahead. But I wish. Oh no! I just, I just yeah. wish that they had given you more meat and less potatoes I think, on the story. Uh, all right, Samwise, I calm think, down. Um, That's all. I so I'm hey. again, sort of reevaluating all of this. But like one of the things this really reminded me of while I was watching it is right now I have challenged myself to watch all 59 Disney animated features before Encanto comes out. Um, and so I'm sort of in the, I'm a giant Disney animation nerd. Um, and I'm sort of in this, in this era of the, of Disney That's animation that like is a, it's a lot of people's like deep cut favorites. So it sort of starts right after Sleeping Beauty and goes all the way through like Fox and the Hound. And basically Disney had mm -hmm. lost all this money on Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> and so they started uh, doing this, like, uh, Xenograph. Um, uh, uh, animation where they essentially would like uh, it's uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing but it, it was essentially photography on animation cells and then they'd ink it or uh, they would not do the inking mm -hmm. process they would take pictures yep. of the of the the pencil lines um, and so super cool oh, right. what you're talking about they actually do that in demon slayer like that's how they created all of their backgrounds and how it looks so beautiful it's actual you'll see the most places they took in japan oh, cool. beautiful photos of wisteria so, so they would take pictures of the pencil right. anyway continue and then, Sorry. Would, and then would put that against the animation cells and color it right basically mm -hmm. so like you get to 101 dalmatians and you watch 101 dalmatians and that's kind of got that scratchy look to it um walt at the time hated it but i'm going back through and i'm like no this like it i like that it feels a little right one it invented an animation style that was way cheaper and it helped them pump out movies faster but also like it, there is something so mm -hmm. earthy about it that is that feels it, it is it, it, it like feels yeah messier and i think that's probably what another thing that like even without all the like meat in this short, uh, stylistically, with all of the like classic Star Wars romance tropes, it just there it gives me a feeling. Right but while we were talking about this, it made me upset because I forgot what my yeah. true number two short in this is in in the anthology is, and it's the Village Bride. I did not. I, I know you did. Yeah. Oh, we Village talked about Bride. that. It's also I think very modern. Okay, that's probably it's very Studio Ghibli. 
The Twins is my favorite. The twins I love is the my Twins because the Twins is still like pop art. Ooh, I don't. I love know. the I love the colors. Favorite. That's really and the Twins. I like the Twins a lot. Anyways, I just wanted to go back. The colors are pretty. I love that. That's great. Respect. I like respect. that. Does that mean you get to watch Home on the Range? <laughs> I love that movie, and people don't We're... love it enough. I sing the yodeling song. You were the first the person in my it's life. It's on my running playlist. I love Home on I've the never Range. seen it. The first person I've Not ever heard. It's so cute and fun. I sing the yodeling song all the time. Like, like it's on my running playlist, run- and, and <laughs> I Daniel love that. and I. Like, you'll have a lot of anime music, mm-hmm. a lot of really intense music, and then I'll break into the yodel song, Incredible. and I'm like, yeah! Incredible. Here we go! <laughs> I am not doing that. Nope. How does it How nope. does it go, Bridget? Give me a It's yodel. not late enough. It's not I, late enough. I've never enough. heard it, though. I've never seen Home Alone. I have it on TV. I feel like you need to so like, you want to watch it. Come on over. We'll yodel. yodel to drive two hours. <laughs> there you go. You missed it. I was quietly doing it. Mm. Mm. That was pretty good. Uh, the only Yodel song I know is from The Sound of Music. That's it. Yeah, I just think I tired myself out on Sound of Music. <laughs> I as soon as I got Disney Plus, I watched The Sound of Music back to back three times. I don't I know it. why that happened, but it just I, I used to watch it. Happen. I was like, you know what? I used to watch it all the time. I had it on VHS. Every Mother's Day, we'd go to Draft House and watch it. And now all I want is like those candied pecan mm. oatmeal things. And that's that's about all my takeaway of San Francisco. I'm like, hmm, this makes me want some candied pecans. <laughs> Other than that, I'm really tired what of I it. What I ever think of is that Homeboy is definitely not 17 going on 18. He's like 25 going on 30. And I'm just like, Well, you know that girl... girl in real life, like, of. had a little fling with the dad actor, and I was like, it what? Christopher Plummer and her. I and I was, um, when I learned that, exciting. I was like, it what? Because she's like 20-something, and I was like, but you're 16, going on 17. <laughs> no, you're not. Better beware, be All right. <laughs> careful. Well, Hunter, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I... I had so much fun with you all. Thank you for letting yeah, me get like philosophical and thematic about Star Wars. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. So um, it just means the world to me. Uh, Lauren, I am taking all of those anime recommendations and I will get to them eventually. I can't promise I will get to them quickly, but Please. they will come uh, sooner rather than later. I really and see. Well, you have a look, lot to I've, watch. I've got that, Disney and still, I've got so my seventh rewatch of Cowboy Bebop <laughs> coming up for the live action series, and all of that. Uh, I'm very excited feel? about the live action. Excited about I, the live action. Uh, am, How do you feel? Hold on. I. <laughs> He's going to get his. Oh, holding. I just had to. <laughs> Uh, Bridget well, let me, hold on. I have Hunter. a <laughs> Hold you. This is... Yeah. Hunter, hold your stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Don't... I have a sword. Wait. Go get wait. your sword. If we get, get swords, sword. I get to have a sword. Get Let's your sword. sword. Uh, and then I'll... And, I'll be right And back. then I'll finish my point about okay. the Kobe Bebop um, live action series, but... Bridget, I this is the it. same one I had at, uh, at the... This is the one I bought for Carrie Fisher's... Memorial. Oh, it's the only lightsaber. This I is own. the one I made it. I made it Galaxy's Edge. It's very My heavy. My thing about the, the Galaxy's Edge lightsabers is that I have not seen the 
the process yet. I have not watched any of the videos and I refuse to. Ooh, you're gonna I'm love going it. I'm completely cold. I went in completely I, cold and ugly cried. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. It's such a magical thing and they did it so well. Yeah. It's worth uh, the ungodly which, amount of money. Bridget, I'll ask you while we're waiting for Lauren, how do you feel about Galaxy's Edge? I love Galaxy's Edge. Honestly, I could live yeah. there. It's such a small part of the park, but they've done it so well and so intricately that I could spend... I did spend hours there. All right, there she is. There's her anime sword. Look, we all have them. No, it's for, okay. For the listeners, sorry, Hunter and I have blue lightsabers, on. and Lauren has now pulled out... I'm... This is so good. Look right. at this. This is the thumbnail. One, two, three. This is... There we go. That's it. the thumbnail. So, um... Anyways, Galaxy's Edge, I, so I have cute. done, like, a full, like, canon deep dive on Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and I've read, like, some of the books. And I'm obsessed That's with it. It's great. Uh, Don't it's eat the wonderful. jerky. Don't eat the jerky. It's disgusting. Everything uh -huh. else... I never found, I don't know, I love jerky, and I ate their jerky, what? and it's it was in my purse for, like, the entire week, oh and Bryce was like, why do you still have it? I was like, I feel, I feel bad throwing it away, because it was so expensive. It's wampa jerky. It so gross. It's just not real it's jerky. And, but every other food item there is so good. Banta wraps. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're, 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 they're so good. They're so good. I love them. And um, the bar is so cool. Oh, my gosh. DJ I Rex. just live. Yeah live there. The drinks, like, there's some drinks to make your mouth go numb. Mine had popping bubbles. I had a non-alcoholic, like, this crazy fruit punch with, like, all these different, like, tropical fruits. And Because I just bought it because I wanted the uh, the pork mug, and, the pork tiki, and I was like, can I can I just get this punch again? They're like, you'd have to buy the mug again. I was like, no, no. I just want the punch. Like, that was really good. Like, it was amazing. This is this will be when you when you all eventually have more of a following and you like start your Patreon and everything. We'll take we'll take Lauren to Galaxy's Edge as a as a Patreon episode. I will gladly join you. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Look, we any excuse to get me to Galaxy's Edge. Six. We only have six. We found out in the beginning of the episode because we're the one. We're three. Yeah. Sure. Shut up. We are people. And I'm, and I'm not, we and I'm not a host. Too. I am a guest, so I am a One listener. Day. One day. You have seven. That is true. Um, <laughs> there you go. There listen you, to the look, show. Look they have fun. We have fun. Cowboy Bebop live action series. I am really excited about, um, again, like, <laughs> my favorite anime of all time. And I'm, I'm not usually precious about things. So, like, when things get remade, I always give them a shot. I'm not either... It really bothers me when people are like, well, I wanted to be shot for shot. And I'm like, okay, Let well, then you just want to watch the anime, which is fine. Yeah. Go watch well, the anime. And but you don't have, you like, want something such a new? Good cast something here, new and, and fun? Uh, it is like fully backed by the studio, and they're, I don't mm -hmm. know if you heard. The the and, and they catch the original. The Japanese um, dub is going to be done by the original really Japanese dope. voice actors. So, like, there, it feels like they're, I don't. Always trust Netflix yes. with a lot of things. Netflix That's seems dope. to disappoint me a lot. Um, you should. Yeah. They they do well, and then they do horrible. And sometimes like they it give feels you something like the harder they like, actually the harder no, they go in on sorry. advertising something, the worse it is. So I'm a little nervous about it. But like John Cho as Spike is just I'm drooling. Yeah, um, 
I'm forgetting Perfect. the actor's name, but Perfect Jet, casting. the guy who's playing Jet, was was uh, Perfect casting. Uh, was in Luke Cage, and I love him, and, like... <sighs> they almost... They really wanted to make it, um... um Terry Crews? Oh what's his name? is in Brooklyn nine Oh, Nine-Nine. Terry Crews! Terry. Terry loves you. They, they thought about Terry Crews, and I... Every part of me yeah. really want... I just love when comedians do something that's That'd a little be, more serious. Like, funny, I would but be serious. interested to see that. So I was... I'm rooting you, for Terry Crews. Terry Crews, I think, is too big also, of a name. But I, I, I agree. It is hard for me to imagine Terry Crews playing something straight and me connecting with it in not in like a in not a comedic way. He did it. He did it really right. well in Brooklyn Nine Nine on Vince a few Vaughn. episodes when they addressed some hard topics. Vince Vaughn, yeah. has taught me to never be afraid of comedians stepping out, like. Uh, Brawl on Cell Block Nine Nine. movie's crazy. One of the most. I don't think I'll ever watch that one. Seen. And everything Vince Vaughn does that is serious is good. Like I loved Hacksaw. Yeah, Vince Vaughn did Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. So whatever, it was a good movie. Yeah, he was oh, in Hacksaw. Oh, Ridge. No. oh, he's. I thought you were saying no, like that was, uh, it, that, was that was that was noted. No, no. Um, yes, I do. You know, somebody that. we should all look up to and and uh, and admire. A uh, man named Mel Gibson, one of the great artists of our time, and. Uh, uh, oh. somebody. Oh. I'm One kidding. Of the I should be clear. One of the it's greats. complete sarcasm. Don't worry. You. That is sarcasm. Yeah. Let us Horrible let us clarify. Person. Horrible person. I am so mad yeah. about that because I loved Mel Gibson as a kid because he was the voice of John Smith and I loved that voice. <laughs> and then you know I found out about him and it was like. Way to ruin this for me, you man! Know, I've never seen. I've never I seen Passion say, of the Christ. I will I've say never I've seen Braveheart, and uh, I I will say I think Apocalypto okay. is a masterpiece. <clears throat> Apocalypto is incredible. It's uh, really good. Apocalypto. Apocalypto is really good. First time I ever made out with a boy was during Apocalypto. <laughs> was watching it at a friend's Weird. house and. My friend was Weird. trying to help me. I was going to kiss boys. It was my mom's rule. Right. And uh, so we went to her house to watch Apocalypto. <laughs> yes. I think I've told her this. It's it's Sorry, very Mom. on point for me. Don't listen. Uh, and so we went to my friend's house oh, okay. to watch Apocalypto. <laughs> and she was also, trying to make this happen. I will say, also a weird hangout movie. An incredibly yeah. weird hangout movie. Very on point for me. This is when I was really yeah. obsessed with Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And, um, Good. So... <laughs> She goes into the kitchen to make a snack for a while, and he he knows that's the cue. And I am so engulfed in this movie. He like he like turns me, and I was like, "Could you stop? Hold on, hold on." (laughs) And so she came back, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to go back in the kitchen." Like not subtle at all. Everybody was embarrassed about me, but I was like, "It was a really good scene." Like (laughs) they were stuck in this cave. I had to watch what was happening. Same thing happened with Spider Man Three. Went with a bunch of friends. They all were making out, and he turned to me, and I was like, "Stop! Stop touching I'm... me! I'm trying to watch Spider Man." <laughs> you know, I have gone on many a movie date where my date tried Dory, to kiss me. Yeah. I was like, why did we it, pay money? It to is come nice here if you're going to kiss me. Like, I watched watch Pirates the, the third like, one I'm like five in times it. in theaters. I watched it really just twice, and then made out the other three times, and so it was like a. My favorite soundtrack. Mm. Well, I stopped making it out. It was like a win win. So thanks, Hans Zimmer. You scored a soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, too bad that that was a horrible high school love, but whatever. Mm. Yeah, what was that? Was someone screaming? Did y'all hear that? (laughs) Why? 
It's my little brother. Uh, he's playing um uh he's playing Rocket League <laughs> in his room. I I went in there to grab my master sword. And yeah, he's playing Rocket League. Oh, oh. good. <laughs> I wasn't I sure if it was a good yell or very excited. Yay, Yay Ian! Ian. Listen to our Ian. show, Ian. Uh, you did good. Oh, oh yay! Ian, we, found, our show. we found the fourth. He's a good brother. <laughs> 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 on my fingers, I'm keeping track. Yeah. Hey, my friend Mitchell listens. That's five. There we go. Michelle listens. That's six. Mm. <laughs> Michelle. My mom listens. Uh, my, mom. Listening yet. my mom. What a butt. Uh, oh, sure. My mom. Well, that's seven. We're missing the two. Anime yet. Oh, your mom. There you go. Um, I won't. Neither is my mom, but my she's mom, very she supportive. Won't. She's just not oh. into this stuff, which is fine. Hi, Bridget's mom. Um, Hi, mom. That's that's good. No, and Michael's uh, been Ryan sending me sending listen. me his Twitch stream <laughs> stuff, and I'm you. like, I'm doing something, but uh, so I texted both him and Ryan a picture of us, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing a scary game right now. Maybe we should just Twitch stream Persona 5. That's it. That's and it. And then Offici we can just play Persona gateway, 5 together. Gateway Wouldn't anime. that be super fun? Yeah. Let's do that, Bridget. Anime games. Uh, we can stream anime. live onto Twitch through this site, which I just found out the oh, other day. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no. Oh, dear nah, Lord. No. Do we, no, no. Do we I don't want, want to do that? that? That's uh, really I mean, we, I guess we could not record it on Twitch, and then, oh. you know, if you get to you get to watch live and be, like, two weeks ahead... Or we could make our we could make our Twitch private and only Patreons can watch live. And then I don't know. Sorry, I'm gonna spiral. You're like I'm gonna spiral like down business, a marketing hole, and then they can watch on, me play on air. Live. Yeah. I just like built a whole red bubble with our logo and spent like two hours on that the other day. So uh, pretty soon you can buy some merch with our go. logo on it. Nice. Oh, sorry, Aww, Ian. Ian. Oh, Ian just lost. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Ian. Well, uh, for our short upset. Star Wars, Aww. we went long again. We <laughs> It's the shortest <laughs> series we've covered, and it's our two longest episodes. Well. There is. There is. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss. It, it, it's just, it's, you know, th and that's the best part about this series, is it gives you big feelings no matter what spectrum of fan you are. Like, you heard it here first, we, folks. We got it all here. You heard it here, folks. It's good. Honestly, nice. I get, I get the whole series, the solid 10 out of 10. It was fantastic. And everyone should watch yes. it. Yes, and everyone, everyone should, should watch Star watch Wars. It. And everybody should be Truly nicer to Kelly Marie Tran, you Jags. Yeah. Amen. Pip -pip. Amen. Yeah. Pip Pip, uh, cheerio. And Hayden Pip -pip Christensen Pip -pip is a great actor. Cheerio. And if any of y'all uh, listening don't agree, then you're wrong. And email us at gatewayanimepodcast at gmail.com and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay, cool. And look out for that awesome photo of me and him. You know, you know we're going to have to post that on the Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's going to be great. I'm giving it to you. I don't want it. I don't care about Hayden Christensen. I should, I should get out of here before this turns violent, even across. <laughs> that also is more All right, all right. So we Cross love ways. anime. We love y'all. Hunter, thank you. We love you. Thank you for coming on. Love y'all so much. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Thank Thanks for coming.